This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, the ginger geek Matt Delhauer joins us for a brand new What the Fuck Happened episode. Geek Boner! This time, it's Christopher Nolan's 2012 thrilling and thoroughly convoluted conclusion to his Batman trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, good for you. Oh, it is. It is good, angry Christian Bale. And it's all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. This is Jason Mewes, and for reasons best left between you and your therapist, you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Snooch to the nooch. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. We're talking, we're We're funny, disturbing. We're talking, we are Spoiler alert. Listener, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's at the Jock. He's the nerd. And of course, joining us is uh, Batman's newest Robin. Uh, he just got the gig. Uh, please welcome Rugbin, or we call him Rugboy. Yeah, uh, my uh, code name is Tim Drunk. Tim Drunk. This is a secret identity. I believe you got off that uh, Felty Indeed app. They needed a new uh, puppet Robin. Yes. Uh, I trained myself in in, I was I adapted the darkness. The the, the dark Felty arts. Congratulations on being Batman's new Robin. Also joining us is the ginger geek himself. His ginger night is rising everywhere. It's Matt Talhauer. How's it going, Talhauer? Oh, gentlemen. Hello. Oh shit, nice. we got Bane. <laughs> oh god, I was planning that all fucking day. This podcast's <laughs> reckoning is here. Hey guys, how's it going? Del Howard, so good to have hey, you, man. Manny. We missed you. How you been? Oh man, well, um I'm alive. Good. And, uh, that go was ahead. my introduction to you earlier. Go Did ahead. you get the COVID yet? No, not yet. At least yet. not that I know. Are you trying to get it? <laughs> I mean, they're you know, man, right, so here's the science behind herd immunity. Yeah. It, <laughs> it no. doesn't work. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to pretend to do that. How is things by you? Like, uh, are you going back into pl- are places opening? Are you going? What's going on? We are at the point where we were trying to do a bit of a, a reopen. Um, restaurants were doing outdoor seating. I think they may still be doing so. Uh, there was talk of trying to get people back indoors. New York City, of course, we're talking about. Uh, well, Jersey and Jersey because yeah, New, yeah. New York is its own monster. Okay. Um, but after a few resurgence in our area and across the country, uh, Phil Murphy said, fuck that. Shut and we are no longer. Yeah. Yep. So we're probably, smart. we're still in a phase, I guess, one of like oh, reopening stuff. Yeah. Well, you're in the phase that needs masks. How's your mask uh, game going these days? What I got, got a pretty good mask game going. Yeah, you you just heard one of them. Um, yes. The, oh, do you actually wear the Bane mask around and talk to people like God, that? That'd I, be hilarious. I wish. I did own a Bane mask when this movie came out. Uh, uh, I did I did a, a New York Comic Con cosplay where I wore the ba- mask and I dressed in a suit. I've seen and that And I photo. called myself Bane Capital because that was topical at the time. 
Oh, <laughs> that, that that's laugh. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Imran was the only one I knew would actually laugh at my dumb fucking joke. <laughs> Thanks. What what other mask? What's your other favorite mask? Like, what are you rocking? No, beyond that, I've, I've got like a, a a couple of washable cloth masks. No, he's really serious. He wants to know what. No, kind I want to know. know they, you got any bling on there? You got no. you know some fun. Nah, man, done? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one who like accessorizes or anything. Like, I barely wear regular clothes now. I've been working <laughs> from home for fucking four months. Well, look, we have masks. You could just visit jockinner.com slash shop at our T Public merch shop uh, and buy a mask. There's uh, any design you could put on two different models. So just throwing it out there to you and the listener. If you need you need a bunch of masks, you're going to need to switch them up one for every day of the week. Uh, we can provide that. And just to let you know, listener, I have been on this show for almost five years now. And yes, Imran still makes me buy their merch. Is that true? Have I not? What do you, you want? Cheap <laughs> Del Hauer, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I, uh, that's, uh, Lame. Cheap, uh, get the fuck out listen, of here. Get him a shirt. What, what get him want, a shirt. I'm gonna, get him a mask. I'm going to take makeup. Yo, I'll, have command you. I'll have my people call your people, okay, which let means me you and I'll talk after we're off the air. Yeah, you get something and you wear it out there and you represent. I will send it right over. I'm of so course. sorry that I'm a cheap motherfucker. Like, Imran is one of those people who just doesn't think about these things no. until you remind him like and embarrass him yeah, at the same hey, time it's also you like suck as a friend yeah. i've never i've never been one where i try to be like hey give me some give me some free shit why don't you why don't you give me some free shit i would love to say something the one person you can try that with and they won't actually feel bad about it oh they'll feel bad about it and they won't be offended is imran you can actually get probably anything you want if you played that card with him, right? I, yeah. I mean, back when there was talk about me trying to come out and visit you guys like two years ago, yeah. Immediately, the first thing I was, I was, I was like, I don't know, Imran, I don't know if I have a place to stay. He's like, I got a couch. I'm like, Absolutely. I mean, I do like hotels. Yeah. I was like, you can. <laughs> I got, I got room on the bed next to the my, me and my wife. Just come on down. It's fine. Yeah, just me, me right in between you and your wife, sure. just making and things the the best kind of awkward. And two dogs. I think he would, Emran would like that more than you would. <laughs> I know. How about yeah. that? Well, look, Del Howard, you're here because. Uh, I'm just I'm excited to do the 14th edition of what the fuck happened. Talking nerd. Uh, this, so the not enough times to be interested by Je- Jeffrey Epstein. Pretty much. Oh shit! No, oh, no, 14. No. That's top oh, of the list. I think Still that's too on the cards. <laughs> right on borderline. One too many. Like he's yes. got to close his eyes and pretend they're 12. Yeah. <laughs> it's look. It's the series we've been doing this since 2015, where we take a big budget comic book bomb of a movie and Delhauer deftly and satirically recaps it and tells us what the fuck happened this pick though Delhauer, you saw the title listener we're gonna do the dark knight rises from 2012 this to me is i thought was borderline what the fuck worthy right but then i watched it again and i get it i totally get it this is gonna be great how did you why did you pick this all right so this is one that we have talked about doing for i think Almost the, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, yes. almost the entire run <laughs> yeah. of so what the, the fuck happened. Yeah. I think it might have been around the time that we did like Fantastic Four at the end of 2015 that uh, Anthony brought up like, we should do The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, we and that's my Anthony back. impression. <laughs> that's well, pretty good. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, we were all like, yeah, we should do that. And then because uh, we were also c- contemplating whether or not we would do Man of Steel. And we were like, we should do that, but also like a lot of people like that movie. I don't know yeah. if it would go so well. So then we flirted with the idea of it being a Patreon only, and then we just never did that because I'm lazy and Imran's lazy, and <laughs> yes. no one else does anything with this show. So it, we it finally just I said, fuck it, we should just do it. 
you know, it's been long enough. And I feel like it's very fitting in a time where our country is is in the midst of protests Absolutely. and police brutality that we should do a story about a city that falls to shit when all of the police aren't there to beat people up. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I was just going to, before we get into it, uh, this review, I thought about that as we were thinking of, as yeah. we were contemplating this today, or preparing for this, sorry. I was like, that movie, I remember the marketing behind that was Batman and the police, and the, cops. Yep. the good guys, yep. and Bane and these the anarchists, anarchists yeah. this radical left are the good guys, are the bad guys. It's literally the people who are not millionaires in this city are the villains. Yeah. Right. And just thinking about how, like, watching that watching that now, yes. how the, the, the times we're in now, how this would, like, if you, if Nolan decided to release this instead of Tenet, everyone would just, no one would go. Yeah. No. <laughs> would just be like, everyone would be like, no, we're boycotting this. This is... <laughs> This is this is not the right time. We'll we'll talk about it when we get to it, but I think one of the things that I really love about this movie is it is a movie that paints the police as both the heroes and the villains. And the villains, yeah, yeah. Uh I'm watching this again. I wasn't sure who to root for this time around. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I don't know what's going is, on here. It is one of the few times in my life as as a geek who loves Batman and the Batman mythos that I'm like, dude. I really want Jim Gordon to lose. Yeah, it's crazy. So for the listener, if you want to check out all the other, all 14 What the Fuck Happens, they're great. Uh, I have a very easy link for you. Just visit jockandair.com slash WTF Happened. They'll all be there. You can check it out. Uh, let's set up this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the Dark Knight sitting at 87% on the tomato meter. 799 out of 10 box office wise this thing had a budget of 250 million dollars oh shit and makes over a billion dollars it was successful this movie is now both the highest rated and most successful movie we have done on what the fuck happened yeah which is when i put it started putting these together i was like these are not what the fuck happened movie statistics normally no. you would find no. this in addition for this this becoming, is above 13 percent yes. and i don't know if we've done that <laughs> actually funny. i think uh i think i think amazing spider-man 2 might have been like the 50s or something <laughs> i mean six but box office success wise never this is nolan's highest grossing film it was at one time the seventh highest grossing film of all time. Right now it's 30, and it was the second highest grossing film of 2012, the first being Avengers. Let's not forget. Oh, shit. This is the same year Marvel puts out Avengers, the MCU's I, getting I would, started. I would also make the argument that over Avengers, Avengers had the you know the buildup from the four movies yeah. and it had a very sustained run because people watched it and went, holy shit, this thing is actually good. But I think Dark Knight Rises in comparison to Avengers, in my opinion, actually had more hype. Like, people were like, this movie, like, this, we've been waiting yeah, for this. Yeah, this is the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Dark Knight came out the same year as Iron Man. So Iron right. Man hit, and everyone was like, oh, that's that's cool. They, they did a really good Iron Man movie. I didn't really think that was a thing that could happen. And then Dark Knight came out, and was like, holy shit, this is what fucking comic book movies are. Oh, my God. And then there was just nothing, really, from DC, other than Green Lantern, but who gives a shit? Um... <laughs> So it was just Marvel was running the gamut for the next couple of years, putting out movies and building up to Avengers. So it had that build of like, oh, man, they're going to they're going to do a team up movie. That's really cool. And it came out and it did great. And they're like, yeah, man. But guess what? Fucking Dark Knight Rises is coming out. And they're like, oh, shit. Dark Knight was the greatest thing in the world. This can't possibly fail. Yes. <laughs> and all the hype and the time and, you know, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, who did Inception 
between the two Batman movies that came out in 2010. He also co-wrote the screenplay with his brother, Jonathan Nolan, and co-wrote the story with his buddy, David S. Goyer. We all love his work, love, and, hate, basically. And I am still proud to say that I saw Dark Knight Rises at midnight after sitting through a marathon of the first two movies in this trilogy. Oh, you did that. Uh, I did the full whoa. trilogy midnight release. Jesus oh, Christ. God, that's wow. that's uh that's power. I, I did it strictly because I decided that this was the last midnight movie I would ever go see. And was it? It was. Oh. I have not been to one since because I am now an adult <laughs> and I fucking hate being in movie theaters with teenagers. I, well, and now that now they release movies a day early at a reasonable time. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I got yeah. work tomorrow, man. Yeah, you can see it at right. six p.m. now, and then I have a nice early. And then day I have my bag, do my Metamucil, yeah. and then I do a little bit of stretching, and I get go my to bed. beauty sleep. Metamucil. What do you use that for? I have to stay regular, <laughs> Anthony. Fiber. Okay. Fiber. It uh, keeps your cholesterol down. <laughs> keeps you in homeostasis. Exactly. I, get it. I would imagine after the like the intensity of the first two movies, like this movie may have seemed a lot better that in that screening for you. Or were we, you? Should we get into? No, do we want to no, do we're... his the Dal Howard's breakdown, or do we want like want to do the anticipation of this movie? Because I have a lot of things about that screening. I want to. I want to hear what you have to say, man. Do it. So it's your show. Just, Fuck up. Just, just so, just for the. I, I also saw this at midnight, and I, I was super geeked about this movie. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, when you first off, when I heard Tom Hardy was in it and he was playing Bane and then you got the image of like him jacked, just like a, a still of him jacked. I was going, Oh my God, this is going to be the fucking biggest, best movie I've ever seen in my life. I remember it was that promotional photo they had of him in the, the sewer where it was yep. just his back yeah, fucking right. ripped up with like the scars on it. And like him with like a, a slight look at the mask over the shoulder. Yep, I was yep. so fucking pumped for that. Yeah, and, th- and then you see the trailers, and then you see in the trailers, like, the the scene where he's walking up the steps, and Batman's, like, struggling, and there's, like, the, the sewer water in the background. I'm like, that's the fucking scene. He's going to break his fucking back. So th- my hype was, like, through the roof, knowing that storyline was going to happen on screen. And the energy in that movie theater of that midnight showing, despite how, in retrospect, how bad that movie was... I mean, everyone walked out of that screening going, what the fuck? This was crazy. <laughs> best best <laughs> I, but, movie ever. But we'll get into what yeah. the movie really was, and then upon reflection, what I what I actually thought of the movie. Yeah. I mean, my last bit of buildup was uh, in the weeks coming before they were going to actually go into production or into post-production, they had a, a, a call out that they put on the internet from Hans Zimmer saying, fans everywhere, send me a clip of you doing that Deshe Basara chant. So we can oh, crowdsource yeah. yes. having people doing that in the music. And you better fucking believe I put one in for that. <laughs> oh, shit. You were <laughs> in course, the movie. It's all, in, it's all you not, or anonymous. So there's no way of no knowing credits. whether or not they used my clip. But I like to think they definitely you know, did. I sent one, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> well, look, I don't have to go over the cast of this movie. Obviously, I think every of you seen this movie, you know who's in it. I will say I have a surprise for you guys. Uh, regarding, you know, Christian Bale here. Oh, da, 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 like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? He may be accompanying us uh, throughout oh, this nice. episode. Angry Christian Bale. I love Bale. that soundboard. <laughs> Popping it every now and then. <laughs> but of course, other cast members, Gary Oldman, Tom Hardy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Anne Hathaway, Marianne Cotillard, Morgan Freeman, Michael Kine, Matthew Modine, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, and then cameos by Cillian Murphy and a whole bunch of other people. That you will hear about. And I guess I should do spoilers also, even though everyone's seen this movie. 
Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Okay, Del Hauer, Warner Brothers logo, a hundred other fucking production logos, hairs bailed to cue you into it. Let's go again! I just realized, I'm pretty sure at least, I think this week, it has been eight years since this movie came out. Oh, wow, Whoa. this week exactly. I think so. Yeah. All right, I didn't plan that. Here we go. So, starting off, we, we open with a very small snippet from Harvey Dent's funeral. Uh, and I don't remember if this was part of a clip from Dark Knight. I don't think it was, because I think Dark Knight, they just had him doing his whole Dark Knight speech, and they showed him at Dent's funeral. But he gives a little a little bit talking about how Dent was a hero. And we move on immediately to somewhere in Africa, as the CIA has caught a man they've been looking for by the name of, I don't remember, Dr. Something. Do I have it written down? Pavlovsky or Pavlo. Pavel, Pavel, Dr. Pavel. Dr. Pavel, you're right. Pavel. Dr. Pavel. <laughs> <laughs> and they have also caught three mercenaries that were apparently attempting to steal him away for Bane. And this catches the attention of their lead CIA man, played by Littlefinger himself. Well, it was Littlefinger. I'm real. I forgot that that was Littlefinger. As he leads all of them onto the plane and they take off to go back to America. And he has a plan. He has put in a manifest for this plane, claiming that it is his team, Dr. Pavel, and only one other person that they took from Africa, which means two of these mercenaries are expendable. And he starts interrogating them by threatening to shoot them and throw them out of the plane if they don't tell him about Bane and who he is and what is his plan and why does he wear the mask? Because that's a thing you ask. (laughs) And after he fails the first time on the first guy, he tries the second one. And asks why he is so loyal as a hired gun. And instead, Bane asks, or he doesn't really ask, he states that maybe the man is wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing him from a plane. (laughs) We then reveal that, yes, it is in fact Bane who has gotten himself caught by the CIA, and it was part of his plan. And the other part of his plan was crashing the plane. I I don't want to do all of his lines with the cup, because honestly, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it the whole fucking time. <laughs> I like good. it. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's one of those it's things so that really good. baffles me, is the question of, why does he wear the mask? Yeah. The fuck does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Bane reveals that he and his men got themselves caught on purpose so that they could find out whether or not Dr. Pavel had told the CIA anything that they didn't already know. He tells them that he did not. At which point, Bane's men attack the plane with a bigger plane, and they attach a whole bunch of lines to it, and they turn the plane sideways, and yes, Christopher Nolan actually destroyed a plane mid-flight for this scene. It's amazing. Love it. They grab Pavel, and they kill most of the CIA agents, and then they leave one of their men behind because, well, they called in saying they had one man on the plane. So one of Bane's friends have to uh, sacrifice himself. The fire rises. (laughs) He asks whether or not the fire has started, and he says, yes, the fire rises. And then they (laughs) drop the plane, and it's actually a really fucking great shot, and it's the shot that I said to myself, this is why Chris Nolan should direct a Bond film. That's all IMAX. That was the first film to shoot like an hour in IMAX and 70 millimeter. Yes, this movie has over an hour's worth of footage in IMAX. Um, And I hate to say it, watching it on Blu-ray, it's really jarring because it's sort of like seeing it in IMAX where it's, oh, it's the whole screen. Now it's in letterbox. Now it's the whole screen. Oh yeah, it pops now up it's in letterbox. Down. Also, a mid-air blood transfusion that's quite uh very well done somehow. It just jabs the needle in his arm and Yep, that's the vein. Yep, you got it. Yeah. He is also a doctor. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, after we have gotten through that fantastic action scene, uh, which, by the way, I said this is the scene that proved to me that Tom Hardy can mesmerize you just with his eyebrows. <laughs> we then move on to a memorial for Dent happening at the Wayne Manor, in which they are talking about Dent, the fact that he's been dead for eight years, and the act that has been brought forth in his name to battle organized crime and has cleaned the streets of Gotham of any organized crime sense. Stop and frisk? Yes, I'm a, pretty much. Something like, yeah. because we do find out later on, they claim that there are 1,000 prisoners in Blackgate Jail who are being held there because of the Dent Act, and not just held, they are all convicted, which means every one of these prisoners are low-level members of crime families that have been tried, convicted, and sentenced to prison in Blackgate in eight years. What don't you get about it? <laughs> well, it sounds draconian. It, it sounds fascist. Yeah. So, at this uh, gathering that is being held at the Wayne Manor that Wayne himself has decided he is not going to attend because he'll just hang out in the other half of the house, I guess. Commissioner Gordon has a plan that he is going to read a speech he had prepared that would tell everyone about the truth about Harvey Dent. And he even gets up on stage and states, I had a speech prepared to talk about the truth about Harvey Dent. And then he stuffs it in his jacket and goes, but maybe now is not the time. <laughs> Dude, don't do that. That's a fucking tease. Now everyone wants to hear your speech. All <laughs> night you're going to have people going, so uh, you know, what, was that, what was that truth about Harvey Dent you were going to say, though, right? You know, it's, it's just you and me. Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. So, now that we have teased that there is some unknown truth about Harvey Dent that could be salacious, we move away and we go back to the party in which a waitress, who we will later find out is Selena Kyle and Catwoman, is making her way through the party, flirting with a congressman and letting herself into the other side of the house, where she steals the pearls that belonged to Bruce Wayne's mother. And then, after she does so, he makes himself known by firing a bow and arrow at her. <laughs> he then stands there on his cane and tells a whole story about how she broke into his uncrackable vase. She kicks his cane out from under him to show that he is weak and useless and feeble, and runs away. And this is the first fucking ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> In high heels, she flips, she back flips, flips out, out of the top window. of a window. It just lands. Yeah. No. no it just walks away, gets into a car with the congressman, and leaves. I feel like I'm probably going to wind up glossing over a bunch of shit because I have written down, I think, a hundred scenes in this movie. Oh, Jesus. And this movie is two and a half hours long. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to see how well we can try and condense some of this shit. It's all good. Um, we are at the party. We were also introduced to Miranda Tate as well as Daggett, members of the board at Bruce Wayne, at uh, Wayne Enterprises who don't like each other and have different reasons why they want to be involved in Wayne Enterprises. We will learn them down the road. Uh, Gordon hangs out on the rooftop at the uh, police station after the party, uh, talking to young uh, officer John Blake, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, doing his thickest Brooklyn accent that he can, <laughs> where they discuss things about Batman and whether or not you think he's going to come back, Commissioner. Uh, we then return to the cave where Batman is now doing a whole bunch of research into Selina Kyle, because I guess he got her prints and video of her and now knows who she is and has a bunch of news stories that are obviously tied to her, where they talk about how Gotham has a problem with a quote unquote cat burglar, because why would we not play up the cat theme, even though a cat burglar is a real thing that isn't themed around cats at all? 
So she's stealing cats. Is what you're saying. <laughs> I guess cats. that would be. That's what I would she think. Stole cats. Breaks into people's homes. Takes their cats. He's a cat uh, burglar. Whiskers. <laughs> I guess it would be a cat napper at that point. But anyway, John Blake's an orphan. Or he apparently lived at the St. Swiven's uh, home for wayward boys. Which, by the way, if you didn't know that Chris Nolan is British, naming one of the orphanages after St. Swiven gives it away. It's very British. We then have a scene in which Catwoman meets up with the person who hired her to not steal pearls from Bruce Wayne, but steal his fingerprints. And there's a whole back and forth where they kind of play cat and mouse, wink to Imran. <laughs> and they, they basically do a power play. She winds up giving over the... Um, the fingerprints, but she also tricks them into using the phone of the congressman she kidnapped, who she brought to the bar. And because he did that, the police show up in record time. Instantly. Very smart. It is. It is just they. It's like, oh, I used his phone. SWAT team, which means she called them ahead of time. Good for you. My favorite part of that scene is the congressman is just like not. He has no idea what's going on. Can't be a witness to this at it's, all. It's one of those things where I, I feel like they were trying to make it that he was drunk, but he seemed like she fucking doped him up on heroin. But, like, he clearly, like, sees her sit down and do his deal with this guy, <laughs> like, before any shit goes down. Like, what's he doing? Not, like, if, if you're, if you, if a girl brings you to a bar, you're just going to, like, f- off, whatever she does, fuck off. Like, I'm just going to play love the fact- TV. She brings him to the bar, sits him at the bar, and he is just sitting there paying attention to nothing, except for the fact that on the TV, they are ju- they just happen to be running a story about the fact that he is missing yeah. <laughs> immediately as he's sitting there when they look over at him. So it's like, look at him, and his picture immediately comes up on the TV like, this is that guy. Yeah, that was weird. The other weird thing, I don't know if this is the same night as the party, because, like, we haven't had a day scene yet. Right. So it's it's like... Did she get him real drunk, drive him around, and then bring him to this bar? Because apparently they've already called the police saying he never came home. And he was already known missing, and, and this is after yeah, her he's lifting known the missing, prince. He's on the news, and this has been, what, so, two hours? This is a long night. So, because of this, the SWAT team breaks in, they get into a gunfight, Catwoman slinks off because she's good at what she does, but this leads to them chasing them down into the sewers. And not only do they, a few a few officers chase them into the sewers, Commissioner of Police <laughs> in Gotham City, Jim Gordon. I'm going down, l- cover me. Leads the way down into the sewers to chase these random bar patrons that started a gunfight. All right. And so, everyone who's not Jim Gordon that's in that, uh, that uh, sewer gets killed. Either shot or blown up. At which point, they knock him unconscious, they drag him away. Now, up, uh, up, up on the street... John Blake wants to go in after him, but all the cops won't listen to him because he's a rookie and he's a hothead. He's he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, yeah, they call him a hothead many times. Like five times. <laughs> but uh, earlier in the day, he found the dead body of an orphan boy that he knew that lived at the same orphanage that he used to live at and found him just rushed out of the drain in the sewer. And yeah. apparently he thinks to himself, oh, he was found near one of the many outlets of the sewer. I wonder if Jim Gordon will be there. <laughs> all bodies come to this drain, guys. And runs off. Yeah. And so while under while underground, Gordon is dragged to this ridiculous looking layer of some kind of crazy fucking sewer system like aquifer that Bane happens to be staying in. How much space is under Gotham that they're building these large catacombs of like way underground? Oh, enough to hold 3000 police I officers, guess, I, guess I so. think. 
wink Here comfortably. We go. Yes. Yeah. For months. <laughs> for several months. For months. Without, without any of them being in any way hurt and or emaciated. And they come out all clean shaven. So. Yeah. They bring, they bring the guy to Bane, at which point Bane is very mad. He kills the guy who brought him there because he says he panicked and brought this man here for no reason and brought him to their secret lair. He then has the other guy pat down Gordon before he's going to kill the second guy. The guy finds Gordon's speech. This is another reason why I think, is this the same night as the fucking party? Why would Gordon carry the speech on him wherever he goes? (laughs) He still had the speech? Sentimentality, probably. Yes. So they take that, and then Gordon decides, I'm going to try something, and he dumps himself into the water and gets flushed away in the sewer while everyone fires guns at him and misses because mercenaries are bad at what they do. (laughs) I thought they had got him in the butt. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. They did. They did get him once. Yeah. Um, I forgot about this entire scene. Now that you're talking about this, but holy crap, it this happened. In it this also moment. led to what I think maybe one of my favorite Bane moments, <laughs> where they go, "Well, that thing lets out into a bunch of different areas. There's no way we could find out where he went." And he goes to one of his guys and he takes tracking device and he puts it in his hand. He goes, "Well, then follow him," and shoots him in the gut and pushes him into the water so his body washes away. So good. <laughs> Uh, we then find out that John Blake comes running over, and in, in the same spot where he found that dead kid, he also finds Gordon, and Gordon is alive. Good thing he knew about that spot. One of my favorite things is this then leads to uh, John Blake heading off to Wayne Manor, and he meets up with Bruce Wayne. And this is one of the most infamous scenes in this movie, <laughs> in which John Blake is attempting to explain to Bruce Wayne that he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. And the reason he knows that is because he's an orphan, too. His mom died when he was young, but he doesn't remember it. But his dad got murdered, and he remembers that. And he knows that you never get rid of that anger you feel at the fact that your parents are dead and you're alone. And I remember that I had to learn how to smile and pretend like things were okay. And one time, you came to visit the orphanage I was in because your your company used to fund it. And I saw you, and I saw that same face that I had to teach myself to make. And I realized, you're Batman. That, that would make him Batman, too. Yes. It would. <laughs> but by that means, you could be Batman. This by part that means any kid in that fucking orphanage could be Batman. Batman. Yeah. I did not understand any of this. You're unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know, the logic makes sense to me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, know, here, no, he just fucking I feel like you guys, you guys are missing something. So I, I think yeah, he, are... he knows in the comics, but I mean, like, Gordon can't fucking guess. And this guy just looks at him. He's like, hey, I think well, you're Batman. I think part of it is, is that when he goes to talk to Gordon on the rooftop, he's like, you know, after all these years, you, you don't want to know who it was. And Gordon just goes, doesn't matter who it was. Yeah, that's like, true. he didn't want to know. Um. But what I think is funny is, number one, he says that Gordon got shot when he was in the sewers. He came out saying there was an gr- underground army and a masked man called Bane. I went back and I rewatched that sewer scene. Not once does anybody say his name. <laughs> How does everybody know Bane all of a sudden? Yes. It's like, oh, he's a masked man called Bane. No, it's not what happened. Gordon got there. He was already groggy, but he saw an underground army. He saw a man get choked to death. He saw a masked guy steal his own speech about how Harvey Dent's a monster. And then he ran away. Never said his name. <laughs> What I also love is that before Blake even leaves, before he even gets into his car, Alfred already has the lowdown on who Bane is yes. and what he does. I was going to bring that up. That made even less sense. He's like, oh, so when he's watching the video, yeah, he's like, no, it's not emotion. even a video. It's that it's that they're watching Blake get into his car to leave. And uh, Bruce Wayne just goes, so what about this Bane guy? <laughs> and immediately he's like, oh, he's a mercenary. And he used to work in South Africa doing mining jobs for our friend Daggett. 
And yes, I did in fact make Michael Caine Australian. Michael, the first <laughs> of many exposition dumps in this fucking movie. He just dumps all of fuck's sake, man. You're amateur. Just dumps it all the info on you. How did you know this stuff? So they decide, all right, this means that Bruce Wayne has to suit back up and be Batman. But the first thing he has to do is he has to learn what it is that Jim Gordon knows. So he goes for a doctor visit in the same hospital that Jim Gordon's in. And that's where comedian Thomas Lennon of Reno 911 and so many other things plays a doctor who basically tells him your entire body is fucked. (laughs) Don't ever do anything, especially hella skiing, which he was apparently saying he wanted to do. That was a funny scene. It It is a good good scene. So he leaves and then Bruce Wayne uh, repels down the side of the building to get into Gordon's room because I guess he requested that he get a, a room with a doctor that's several floors above Gordon conveniently um, yeah and it also like locks the doors like people can't come in so it's like your your appointment's over and you're just sitting in there like what are you crying that you can't go skiing out of a helicopter now i guess that's it i guess that's what everyone thinks the is man happening has here needs okay he needs the heli ski all right <laughs> I, I need this he needs adventure I, so he he puts on a, a a ski mask to call back to when he first met with gordon as batman in the first movie and he rappels down and he talks to Gordon. They talk about how Batman needs to come back. He goes, what if Batman can't help anymore? And that's about it. It's literally like two <laughs> lines. And then he leaves. I don't know why he fucking did this. We now move along to him. Earlier on, he had made a comment about the pearls that Catwoman had stolen had a tracker in them. And he follows that tracker to her apartment in Old Town, which I guess is a part of Gotham. Anyone ever realize that the Narrows don't exist anymore? Well, now Gotham is all... Yeah, those things just yeah. completely disappeared. It's Pittsburgh and Jersey and Newark and London in this one. Newark is Jersey. New, I mean, Newark and New York. That's what I meant to say. But, so he, <laughs> he finds her. He finds her. He follows her to a masquerade uh, charity ball that's going on, apparently being run by Miranda Tate because she wants money for her clean energy project, uh, which apparently uh, originally she had brought to Wayne and he was all about, but then he was like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this anymore. We should cancel it and just avoids talking to her. And so we set that up in exposition, and then he goes and he dances with Selena Kyle. And she basically tells him, hey, by the way, uh, rich people have it too good and everyone else doesn't get enough of like money and I guess food and Lamborghinis and stuff. So be ready because a storm is coming and you're all going to die and we're all going to like it. She whispers it very seductively. Yeah, very sexy. Just, just turning him on while letting him know you're going to fucking get murdered <laughs> in a riot and I'm going to watch. And he was like, yes, ma'am. And so she left. <laughs> And as he goes to leave, he's patting around and goes, oh, I seem to have misplaced my ticket. And the, the guy who is doing the valet parking goes, oh, your wife said you were getting a cab home. Yeah. He says, my wife? And it shows Catwoman stole his car. The worst valet in history. <laughs> Here's one of the <laughs> best so things horrible. about this. I have to wonder, who is this man? And how does he not know the fact that Bruce Wayne is known as the most eligible bachelor, bachelor right. in the DC the, universe? Yes. <laughs> the, the fuck are you? Doing. Yeah, how would he, he's the most popular, famous dude in Gotham. Well, that's the kind of writing that makes lets you know that Nolan didn't really give a fuck about the Batman mythos or Goyer. They were just using Batman to write, it's, just tell again, the stories they again, wanted it to is, tell. Again, it is one of those scenes where you're like, this is going to be funny in the trailer. <laughs> God. And it was in the trailer. Yeah. So he then decides he's going to head off to Wayne Enterprises the next day, and he's going to visit with Lucius Fox, 
to see how everything's going because he doesn't want to be Batman anymore, but he sure fucking wants to see all his Batman stuff. So he chats with Lucius and they're talking, I guess, about the company or whatever. And then he has uh, Bruce come with him for old time's sake to check out the arsenal of fucking weapons he has collected from all of the various contracts that are defense contracts that Wayne Enterprises has done over the years that he is not okay with being out there anymore. So he literally has like recalled every tumbler that's ever been out sent out to anybody as a prototype, as well as the bat, because apparently calling it the bat plane or anything of that nature was like too fucking stupid for them. But calling it the bat is not right on the nose. Yeah. Especially when he makes the whole joke again about how, yes, Mr. Wayne, it does come in black. Yeah. Um, at which at which point it seems like knowing that he has a fucking arsenal of military contract uh, weaponry convinces uh, Bruce. All right. Yeah, I should be Batman again. And so he builds himself a knee brace that makes it so he no longer needs a cane and can also kick holes in brick walls. Yeah. He, a bionic knee brace. He, yeah. With his sneakers on, he kicks a hole in the brick. And then he b- can't beat up Bane with that fucking leg either. That that guy... Well, I don't think he throws one kick. No, on he leg. doesn't. No, he never uses we, it. <laughs> we set up the fact that he has a knee brace that can let him kick through a brick wall, and he doesn't you use it You should be able to leap into once. the air ten feet with that. Uh, no. Yes! Make yourself a second one, and you're fucking Superman. <laughs> yeah. What don't you fucking understand? Actually, no, you'd be Captain America, because he kicks people across boats. <laughs> yeah, this movie's so poorly done. It really, it really is, you know, it just really is. While he's trying on the brace, we get a little bit more exposition about Bane and his crew, but we also get exposition about, you know, the fact that we have a thousand prisoners in Blackgate Prison who were put there by the Dent Act. And I don't really know why, except for the fact that I guess it'll come up later. And it doesn't. <laughs> so the stock exchange gets robbed. Yeah, that happens. That's the thing that happens real quick. Yeah, in broad daylight, Bane yeah. and several of his people walk into the stock exchange, fire guns, kill several people, set it up that they are going to illegally and fraudulently cipher funds out of Bruce Wayne's money and into various other accounts, including trading all of his stock in Wayne Enterprises to John Daggett. I, I love that this scene happens and it's just the next day Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is bankrupt and every, every banking institution is like, yeah, you know, the stock exchange was robbed, but we're still going to honor all those transactions well, the, that happened. The best that part day. about it is not only was it like, oh, there was a terrorist attack on the stock exchange yesterday, but we have video feed from inside the stock exchange that shows Bain and his people coming in shooting people, and then forcing somebody to do work on one of the computers. Now, I don't know if they have it down to, like, the second, but I'd like to assume that any and all stock trading is not only just notated, but notated as to when and what time those things went and moved. So you can look at it and go, hmm, well, according to this video, at 4.10 p.m., yeah. everyone was laying on the ground cowering as a man in a mask was firing a submachine gun in the air, except for that one guy. And at 4.10 and 30 seconds, Bruce Wayne gave away his money in the <laughs> stock exchange. Fucking ass. <laughs> 
But so th- this whole entire thing leads to, all right, so the stock exchange gets robbed. It can't be all done before they're going to get attacked by the cops. So we have to go mobile. And they like, first of all, how is it that your technology, you can you can hack the stock exchange, but you still need 10 fucking minutes for it to take. Yeah, it takes a long time. So they decide they're going to run off and they run off on motorbikes with a bunch of stock exchange members just stuck to the back of them as shields, I guess, like hostages. And this is what leads to Batman coming back. But some of the things that I love about it. Number one, the tunnel that they are running through is not only the widest fucking tunnel I've ever seen in my life. It is the most well-lit tunnel in a city I have ever seen. Now, granted, I'm used to New York where shit sucks. Yeah. So I don't know where they film this one, but it's one of those things where I'm like, why do you have so many lights in this tunnel? It's very bright. So they could shut them off. Because because we need to shut him off to show that he's got EMP powers. It's also another one of the most infamous aspects. They run into the tunnel in the day when they leave it. It's nighttime. Oh, yes. Chris Nolan refused to ever film Batman during the day. Yes, that is also. I remember noticing that. And then just the fact that but this, this is Batman. He's back. And it's just like, OK, just keep the fucking plot going. But yes, it's it's Batman has returned. Now, granted, I'm going to tell you right now, we are at the stock exchange uh, heist. We're 40 minutes into this movie. Fuck. Shut the fuck up, Bruce. (laughs) I I will say in this scene when Batman returns and they play the music, his theme music with the lights slowly going out in the in the underneath the subway or underneath the tunnel. It's kind of yeah. badass, oh, yeah. especially watching that live in the theater at that or watching it at the midnight showing. Well, this is this is the thing is is Chris Nolan. He is a magician when it comes to film. He knows how to make you feel shit when he wants you to. Yeah. So when he wants you to go, you're going to be fucking pumped that Batman is back. It works. Yeah. And then when you see the movie two or three more times, you're like, wait a minute. The stock exchange would close down at five o'clock. And if this is, I don't know, say, <laughs> let's say summer. So yeah. it's, it's four 30. Let's say they're not even, they're almost done. And it's bright fucking day out within an hour. They have run away from the stock exchange and now they're outside of this tunnel and it is nine o'clock. <laughs> oh yeah. They go under the tunnel with daylight. When they come out of that tunnel, it's nighttime. I still don't understand what the the Rob Layfield gun that he has. Um, oh, what did that do? He, he oh, pulls it's, out the it's gun. It's an EMP gun. But it did, oh. He missed if you notice, he fires it at the guy and, like, electricity crackles and some of the lights give out and his bike stops working. Oh. Yes. fucking dumb. You're yeah. unfucking believable But, yes, it's, I, it's, it's dopey looking as fuck. He uses it once. It throws yeah. it away. He's and like, well, that did it. That's it. It had, I guess, two, like, two charges because he also, like, blocked out the entire tunnel once. Oh, And right. then he yeah. used the gun again and it hit a guy. Yeah. All that but, for um, one guy that doesn't even matter. Well, someone shot them. it, I think. And then it uh, probably. It, it I, I wouldn't doubt yeah, it. The, the, the rookie cop shoots and the guy goes, what are you, what oh, are you yeah. doing? <laughs> but, like, yeah, um, buckle up. You're going to see something now. Yeah. And he yeah. shoots the fucking the gun out of Batman. So now we lead up to the moment where Batman is going to chase after Bane and his guys. But the police are going to chase, chase after Batman. Because if you remember at the end of Dark Knight, Batman's a bad guy. So the police are going to go after him, and it's going to inadvertently allow Bane and his crew to get away, except for one dude that Batman chases after. And that guy gets up onto an overpass, and Batman misses the exit. And then out of nowhere, he's suddenly above the guy, catching the the, uh, hostage he has on his bike with his grapple gun. 
And then the bat pod comes out of nowhere from the side and knocks into this dude's bike, knocking him over, except for the fact that he's on an overpass and there is no crossroad. <laughs> I did not understand what happened here. I thought he brought the plane to in to pull the guy out straight up. Like, how is it up? And and then you're in front of him. Like, what the fuck is going on? We have a stat. This is the, this is the first of many Batman moments in this movie where you go. Huh? What? It's, what? Yeah, this this is early on, 42 minutes in or whatever, we are establishing that Batman teleports. You wouldn't and have yes, done that otherwise. Had those, we've had those instances where, like, Batman hits a guy over here, and then he disappears into the, the shadows, and then he comes out over here, and he gets this guy, and you're like, oh, that's really cool. But this is one of those ones where it's like, he's not being stealthy, he's just showing up yeah. everywhere. He's literally behind, above, and then in front of you, just like that, teleportation. I also love that the cops are just like, screw the robbery. Yeah, they're like, get Batman's the real prize. Like well, I think the problem, I have to remember, I think at one point, one of them makes a comment where they're like, oh, Batman's helping them. Oh. Or something like that. So they think like Batman's involved in this fucking uh, robbery now. Well, the, the, the main guy, I don't remember what his role, what uh, his Foley, title is. I think he was like, he yeah. was like, you know. Foley, Matthew Modine had a hard on for him. He's, he's basically like, oh man, we're, we're going to get the guy that yeah. killed Harvey Dent. This is going to be a huge reward. I'm going to do what Gordon never could. Yeah. Right. Um, but yes, so then Batman gets away because he, he runs off into an alleyway the and every cop in the fucking city now blocks off this alleyway thinking they got him cornered and he flies away in the bat. Good for you. Meanwhile. While this entire chase is going on, Catwoman is trying to steal from uh, Burn Gorman. I don't remember what his name was. Sire Seaver, uh, something Striver. like that. Sure. Striver. Um, because he was supposed to be giving her something that she wanted when she went to go give him Bruce Wayne's fingerprints. But he said, no, I'm not going to give them to you. I would rather kill you. And now that she's alive, she wants to steal it. But it turns out it's not there. It's not even in his safe. So she tries to kill him and John Daggett. Um, that doesn't work out. They try to kill her. She runs away. She winds up on a rooftop. Batman shows up. They get into a fight. The fight <laughs> ends. They leave in the bat. The end. Because Bane showed up. <laughs> this isn't a car. They get. A, they show up on a roof. They talk about uh, how he wants to try and stop Bane and he needs her help because she was hired to help Bane. And she ghosts him and he makes the, so that's what that feels like joke. Oh, my God. It's such a horrible. <laughs> and why is he doing it in the voice? There's no one around. It's it's uh it's character, man. He's he's a hey, method on. Batman. Fucking ass. Why do you talk like that all the time, Imran? That's a good question. That's how I put that. I don't talk like this. <laughs> I don't have to if no one's around to protect my identity. So Alfred leaves. <laughs> he's a crybaby. Um, he decides he's he's not going to watch uh Bruce Wayne kill himself because he wants to die, and he tells him, by the way, Rachel didn't want to be with you, and he leaves. <laughs> You're a nice Terrible. guy. You're a nice guy. But that's, I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this. That's so mean. Well, Alfred's able to just know from watching Bane fight for twenty seconds that he's just physically. Oh, yeah. well, he's gonna he watched him. the footage from the he watched him headbutt a guy during the, the trade uh stock exchange robbery. He's right. like, this guy's too much for you. <laughs> you and your bionic knee. So after uh, after Alfred leaves, he talks to Fox, and Fox lets him know, by the way, you have no money anymore. Now, we can fight all of these trades and say that they're fraudulent, but it's going to take a while. And it's like, what do you mean it's going to take a while? It's very clearly fraudulent. It's done during a heist. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, he leaves, and he goes to the, the uh, meeting of the Wayne board. Well, no, before he goes to the meeting of the Wayne board, he finds out that all of those trades went to John Daggett. He knows John Daggett's working with Bane. So he says, all right, what I have to do is I I have to put all the things I think are dangerous in the hands of someone I trust. So he goes to Miranda Tate, who we've met 
uh, one and a half times so far. He doesn't even know her. She's the worst developed <laughs> character in the entire film. What we know is she works for Wayne Enterprises and she wants clean energy. So he says, okay, well, here, come with me to this reactor I built under the river that's supposed to be able to provide clean energy for the whole city. But also, it's nuclear, so I also built a, a failsafe to dump the entire river on it in case it goes bad because I don't trust anything. And she went, okay, great, I'll take care of this. They go to the Wayne Enterprises board meeting where John Daggett kicks him out because you don't even have any shares in this company and you shouldn't be here. Goodbye forever. And he leaves and his car gets towed (laughs) and he gets driven home by the cops, but he can't get in because he's never carried keys because Alfred's always let him in. But Miranda Tate's there for some reason. He is for some reason. Is she supposed to be there? I don't know. Okay, so she shows up. They break into his old house. And immediately and they start fuck. fucking. And they just bang. Hey. That's what he says to her. Hey, let's go. It's like they get in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to lose all my money. And they just turned my power off a day after I found out I have no money. Let's fuck. Like, he doesn't even know. And they bang on the floor of his mansion. Just met her. Like, that's the worst written anything I've just seen. Just plotting but, straight ahead. Bull- well, well, well Imran, I mean, I, there's plenty of girls and men have just met and banged. So that's that's, that's I, not, okay. a, not the worst I'll, thing I'll, in the I'll world. Allow. We'll, right. We will do a whole episode about <laughs> Anthony in Vegas when we need to. <laughs> <laughs> Not people that are like buying like nuclear fucking. But a stockholder? Yeah, Come I don't know, man. If if a guy decided he was going to give me what essentially was a nuclear weapon, I mean, I guess yeah, I'm going to touch it. <laughs> Thanks for the weapon. Thank but you anyway, for the nuke. Uh, <laughs> Let me blow you. There was also a point where I think he talked to John Blake, and he was like, "Hey, we need to try and figure out where Bane is." And um, am I right about that? Night Chase, Catwoman, Bat Flight, Alfred Leaves, Trade Went to Daggett. <laughs> so much I stuff literally wrote like three words for every one of these because uh, every fucking scene is a minute and 30 seconds uh, long. Uh, uh. Wayne's fired. Da- oh, so uh, Daggett then goes to meet up with Bane because he found out that apparently, even though he was given a decent amount of shares in Wayne Enterprises, he doesn't run a bunch of stuff in Wayne Enterprises. Like Miranda Tate was given the giant nuclear bomb. And he's mad about it, and he's yelling at Bane, and Bane's like, you don't get to yell at me, and then he breaks his neck. <laughs> Do you feel like you're in charge? Yeah. Oh, no, it's, Do you I, feel like you're yeah, in charge? I, I think my favorite line is he was like, I gave you a small fortune. He's like, and this gives you power over me? That's great. That's a great line, too. Speak, speak of the devil, and you shall appear. <laughs> so Daggett's dead. Yes. Um, and... Yeah, he, he's gone. <laughs> we just established him as like a really important yeah, character. He he's dead. I was going to say, literally in the first hour of this movie, he was like the main antagonist, and yeah. now he's a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, we also have a scene where Blake goes running into the hospital room that Commissioner Gordon is in with Foley, because I guess the lead detective on PD doesn't have to go anywhere. And he tells him that Daggett is dead and they found his body in a dumpster. And um, we also think that the fact that he got a whole bunch of money out of this stock exchange and also he's had like companies doing construction in the sewers means he was probably tied to Bane. So he's like, oh, that's great. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, oh, was this the point where they actually said that they saw Bane? So, yes, it's it's that uh, Blake finds out that Bane exists because I guess they have video or something of him. I forget. I watched this movie three hours ago. <laughs> Everybody um, knows about Bane. And so, yes, they, they have proof that Bane exists and that he killed Daggett. And that that means that the, the whole thing about him being in the sewers was right. And Foley's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't believe you, Commissioner. Yeah. And he makes Blake into a detective and makes the statement of we need more hotheads on the the, the department. And I shuddered. <laughs> Gordon makes really bad decisions throughout this. So whole he sends. He decides that they're going to send 
every fucking cop in Gotham into the sewers. Un- unbelievable. To go plan. and find Bane's hideout, and we're going to hide it by claiming it's a quote unquote training exercise. Wow. Well, don't that doesn't isn't Gordon like we're gonna smoke him out? You know, it's exactly what it is. He's he's like we're gonna go in every opening in the sewer and we're gonna smoke him out. And he's like, how are we gonna explain to people that every cop in Gotham is going into the sewers? <laughs> like, the- call it a training exercise, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, you don't fucking understand. This is the worst plan ever. The one fucking cop he doesn't send is Blake. Cause he's like, you, you came onto this, get this Daggett thing. Yeah. Like two minutes ago. Uh, he figured he's all like, this shit he's out. Like, go, go figure out what that's supposed to be. Uh, actually, you know what? I think a lot of this happened later because I still have to get to the whole breaking of the bat. So, um, he meets up with Catwoman and was like, I need you to help me find Bane. And she says, okay, fine. And then. He tells Blake that they need to find Bane as well because he's in the sewers. And Blake's like, oh, I've got a whole bunch of maps of the sewers. And apparently the last person who went ordering plans of the sewers was Daggett. They're like, oh, wow, that's a coincidence. And that's how he becomes a detective. Anyway, so they go to the sewers. Thanks for clarifying. They go to the sewers. Catwoman betrayed him. He has to fight Bane. Bane wins handily. Um, one of my favorites. (laughs) Oh, the Bane, the Bane, Batman fight? Yes, the sewer fight. Sewer fight! So that whole fight... First off, is like that's a huge thing in yeah. the comics. Yeah. Yes, and, you know that fight. They don't. They don't play any music, so it's just straight punches. But then you you watch that fight and you go, Jesus Christ! This fight choreography is it's awful. Horrible. It's off. Some of these. I, there's at one point. I think Bane throws a punch to his like calf. <laughs> it's so awkward. Oh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Right. It's one where he he's walking at him on the catwalk. Yes. And Batman goes yeah. to punch at on him. He ducks catwalk. out of the he ducks out of the way. He drops to a knee and he punches across his abdomen. <laughs> right. What the fuck? I mean, some of the some of the the punches here. I'm just going, what the fuck is going on? And I, and then I'm thinking to myself, both of these guys are punching each other in the body, right? Yeah. Yes. They're both wearing bulletproof vests. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? Yeah, why is this? <laughs> and both both of them are punching with like bare fist. Well, Batman has something on. Oh no, like, uh, Bane Bane has that wrist guard. He has the wrist guard. So I'm just going, what? what? This shouldn't hurt. These things are, are supposed to stop bullets. Yeah, it's just should be taking you down. The thing, <laughs> the thing that I have to wonder is there's the point where he's really starting to get the upper hand on Batman, and he knocks him down off of like the little bridge over the water right. chasm. Yeah. Yes. And he immediately throws a batarang up that circles around Bane and like blows up like five little smoke bombs yeah, that, that don't really do anything. Yep. Yep. And he starts doing the whole like, oh, theatricality and whatever else. What the fuck is that thing supposed to what do? What was the point of that one batarang? I had Stupid. no idea. Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess if he wasn't a member of League of Shadows, he's supposed to suddenly cower at the fact that there's explosions around him but these things look like they weren't meant to do anything no they didn't do anything also the 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 lead up to that like batman is supposed to be the smartest guy in the dc universe yeah. and he gets fooled like, you could see this coming from a mile away that this is gonna happen she sets him up yeah. and he just willingly just walks, walks right into in. a walks into bane's lair un woefully unprepared for the fact he that just this guy saunters has been set in up. there. There's yeah. no stealth, no dark no, light, like theatricality, no, one, yeah. no like jumping in like a bat. Nothing. The only stealth that they do is they take out like some of his guards in the tunnels, right? And that's it. And then yeah, it's like, okay, like a we metal have to go this solid. way. And she, the moment, the moment she stops, it is like after you. It's like fuck no. <laughs> You're the one who's leading me to a place. Why would I go first? How did she know where Bane was to begin with? She well, should set it up. 
because I mean, she even says she's like beyond this point it's all bane's guards who are watching these tunnels it's like how the fuck do you know, <laughs> how do you know? you've it's never like, met the man I probably as should. far as we know yeah as far as you told me ah uh, you think darkness is your ally oh, I love at that this line, point I was in, born in the in movie it. i'm sitting there like this is the scene that could save this film this is the fucking scene that could make me love this film and it goes all downhill from here, my friends. I will say, I think the one thing that I love is with that whole, you know, you think the darkness is your ally moment. When he kills the lights, they also kill all of the ambient sound. So the rushing waterfall behind Stops. him is now silent. Oh, wow. Right. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So it's just Bane's voice when yeah. he's doing the whole, you know, oh, you think it's your ally. And he's doing his whole speech about how he only when he finally saw the, the light, he was a grown man and it was blinding. And, and I have to say, every time he does that, when he yells blinding and grabs Batman by the neck, I don't see Batman until the moment he gets him. And it's very well shot. I was going to say that particular moment, and some of the lines Bane has are very well done. Like that, when he goes blinding and grabs him, I mean, it, it, you literally jolt and you go, what the fuck? How did he see him? <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna so, go, yes. You want me to go fucking trash your lights? Some of it's good, and I will say that the part where he lifts him up and cracks him over his knee with, when breaks his back, it doesn't look as bad as you think it would look. No, it and especially okay. because this is, this is trying to capture a moment in the comic books where he literally bent him in half. Right. I also think it's funny is that a lot of people I remember uh, there was a complaint at one point where they're like, well, but, you know, in the comic, when that happened, he was fighting him in the Batcave. I'm like, yeah, but also they found out where his arsenal was underneath Wayne Enterprises. So I guess it counts. Yeah. How did he find? He also calls him Mr. Wayne. Yeah. So he like, knows. He knows. How did he know where I, I like, Sciences was? I like that they uh, the this massive t- sewer. Was just that's where they decided to build Wayne, the Wayne uh, Fortress, yeah, right, right above the, this right massive above sewer. Applied sciences is right above the fucking whirlpool that <laughs> is the collection what of the all fuck? of the sewer. Yeah, how do we know all this? I mean, I like when he punches his helmet and cracks it. Like that's the only time you get a sense of brutality. How he might be. It in. makes yeah. me. It, and the funny thing is, it's one of those things where thinking back on Batman Begins, the fact that they had to reorder all the cows because they needed them to be Kevlar like yeah. protective. Yeah. So it's like, yes, this man we have now seen has punched through bulletproof plating. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, so, yes, as we said, in this fight, uh, Bruce Wayne gets bested. He gets beaten up. Bane blows up the ceiling of his uh, lair to prove that he was underneath Wayne Enterprises and now has access to all of Batman's Ooh, military tech. Convenient. And he breaks Bruce Wayne's back over his knee. And Catwoman runs away in fear. And then Bruce Wayne wakes up. I was wondering what would break first, <laughs> your spirit or your body. <laughs> you have fucking something to say to this prick? <laughs> and Bruce Wayne wakes up inside of a prison. Where? In India. Get the yeah, where the fuck, fuck is it? Well, is it in India? Get the fuck out It was shot uh, in India. Where they filmed was in India, because okay, they never actually abstract. say where it's supposed he to be. He got there very quickly from Gotham. I guess I guess this is the benefit of made up places in this universe. Yes, is you this, just make this was this also this was also a, a a prison that was previously set up by none other than Alfred Pennyworth when he commented about a story that dealt with Bane and how he was held in a prison where a child was born in this prison and was the only one to ever escape it. And Bruce yep. is like, oh, "That must be Bane." Yeah, of course. Right. Which we find out later, the timing does not work. <laughs> yes, he is. He is now. He is now held prisoner there, and Bane is there with him, or maybe he's not. I, it seems like he definitely is. Because oh, yeah. otherwise, why would he why would there. he know what this plan of Bane's is? Yeah. Bane decides to just take a detour and fly. Yeah. Well, what I love is that world. apparently Bane and his crew 
own a Concord. <laughs> yeah, frequent flyer miles because to this place motherfucker in India. gets Bruce over to India in yeah. what feels like I'm going to say four hours. It's one. Most. It's just cuts to India basically, and you're like, wait, can we talk about this prison real quick yes. on, in the in the architecture oh, of this place? Absolutely, uh, uh, let's do it. So. so <laughs> These, this prison is a, a giant hole. It's a giant sewer a in, in the earth, yeah. right? That's a whole straight single cylinder it's, hole. It's almost legitimately a giant well, well that someone yeah. dug. Well, yeah. right. So, but yet there's cells. Yet they cut at points. You have to to get out of this prison. There's this impossible climb, and they keep cutting to these cells where people are looking straight up. And you're and I'm thinking to myself. So if you're looking straight up, you're looking at the ceiling. Because this is a cylinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you looking up and yeah, watching someone is... climb from the spot you are in? Yeah. If if motherfucker is directly above you, you are not just looking straight up out of a wall. Yeah. You have to get out and move to the other side. Right. You have to get out of your cell yeah. to do this. The dude is sitting in the back of his cell on the ground looking up at him. Also, you get CNN in this pit. Oh, shit. Perfectly fine I, TV reception. I do reception. love that Vane that <laughs> made sure that they at least got satellite TV. Hey, you can see what's happening in Gotham. So yeah, that's helpful. He wanted, There's he a wanted good to deal watch on him. this. He wanted to torture him by destroying a city in front of him. So, yes, uh, Bruce is now, with his back broken, or something equivalent, is being held in this this pit prison in India, or insert <laughs> eastern country here. Uh, and he is being held there by Bane, who is not going to kill him, but torture him of the soul <laughs> by making him watch uh, CNN coverage of Bane destroying Gotham and once Gotham is finally destroyed, then Bruce Wayne has his permission to die. Not a bad line. <laughs> Not a bad line, no. This is the problem, is I feel like a lot of the really good lines Bane had, they put in the, the trailer, and it was just like, oh, so that's that other trailer line. Yeah. Well, it's not only that it's the, they put it in the trailer, they decided to make him have a, like a really weird Swedish voice. Uh, well, we will discuss, we'll we'll discuss the voice Yeah, we have later to. What on. is that yes. voice? We'll find out. Now I have my permission to die. So, in, in, in the, the moments while uh, Bruce is being brought to the pit prison, uh, Selena Kyle is trying to escape the city, if not the country, I think. But John Blake, knowing that Bruce Wayne is missing, and that's bad, which means he's probably dead because he's Batman, tails Selena Kyle because he knows? Got a hunch? About I don't know. Doesn't he find her and she's wearing like a big audacious hat? Yeah, in the airport. At the airport, like as she's if not inconspicuous. Yes. What I think is really ridiculous it's is the fact that like he, he doesn't know where Bruce Wayne is. Bruce is not answering his own door, which Bruce only just learned yesterday he has to start doing. And so his first thought is something is wrong. And he immediately goes to Old Town and finds Selena. I don't remember a scene where Selena Kyle and John Blake met? Yeah, how does he know about her? So point. I don't know how he knows who she is or that she has a connection to Bruce. Um, People know things. But so he <laughs> he's, then, he's Batman in training. He he's then Batman. sees that she's packing up and leaving, and instead of tailing her, he calls it and says that she's trying to flee and they need to stop her. So he could have just followed her to the airport, which apparently he still does. He does, he's there. But he also has airport security try to stop her. And she, with her big conspicuous hat, beats the shit out of an airport security guy. <laughs> Finally, Blake grabs her. He's like, oh, I see you're trying to run. With your kind of rap sheet, there's no way you could outrun us. You're one city PD. You're not the feds. She could easily leave the town. And you have fucking nothing you can do about it. I mean, if she ever got caught, sure, you could ask her to come back so you could hold her accountable for crimes. But that's about it. 
Um, but then she's like, oh, you're not the one I'm running from. And he goes, oh, it's Bane. Do you know what's going on? Do you know where he is? You need to help us. And she refuses to help. So he says, all right, fine. And decides he's going to send her to prison. But also asks whether or not Bruce Wayne is dead. And she says she doesn't know because she doesn't. And then I think that was when we finally got to him being in India. Uh, after he finds out all the plan of what's going on, we then get a quick clip, which I'm guessing takes place either the same day or weeks later, I don't know, <laughs> of Selena Kyle being brought to Blackgate Prison to be held there. And she breaks a guy's hands, and the corrections officers are like, oh, she's cool, and they, they make up some exposition reason as to why they're housing men and women in the same prison. Yeah. She, let's just say, though, she breaks this guy's hands because he has it sticking out of the cell, and she does like a cartwheel with his She hands. grabs a him by the hands cartwheel. and does a cartwheel breaking his wrists. <laughs> she's Catwoman. <laughs> But what I love is like it's it's literally the whole point of this scene is to set up not only a is she in Blackgate, but also to have the guards be like, yeah, ever since the Dent Act went underway it was a uh, co-ed jailing. Like, that, was that, like, that was what they said. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why are you was, putting her? Like, how does how does the Dent Act, which is supposed to be like major crackdowns on organized crime, also mean that you've decided men and women should be jailed together? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they also made a comment about, like, oh, she broke out of women's correction at 14. So? So that means she can't be in a women's prison? It, it was just purely to establish how badass she is so that they could put her in a men's prison and I, she, she belongs I there. guess. That was all that was for. But um, at which point Fox and Miranda Tate go to another meeting at the Wayne board where they find that Bane is there with his men and he's going to take the two of them and some other random board member prisoner because they're going to show him where the reactor is. And they agree. This is at the point when they finally make the connection of that uh, Daggett was the one who had uh, taken all of the blueprints of the sewers out because he was building stuff for Bane, and that was when they go, oh, okay, now we need to send every cop in the city into the sewers. Send them all! Everyone except for, for Blake, because he's got a hunch, and um, Gordon wants him to go digging into the John Daggett side of things. So you be the only cop who is... <laughs> fucking you know on on street level just chasing down leads about whether or not a dead man's construction company might have been working for this guy living in the sewer but you know what we don't really need to know because i'm gonna send every cop in the fucking city into the sewer anyway so this is when we get into the first of one of our many moments where we are intercutting several stories at the same time to try and be super crazy Wayne is also now still in the hole, laying on his back, being fed and cared for by a man, and he asks him to kill him, and he says, no, they're paying me even more to keep you alive. And man he tells, conspicuously looks kind of like Alfred, but is not Alfred. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And so, uh, in that time, he also kind of tells some of the story about the child who was the only one to have escaped be the prison and was the child of a prisoner here, and uh, she was the daughter of a warlord who got knocked up by a mercenary well we don't know yet that it's a girl it's still we don't it's, know that it's a girl it's it's still being played it's, up that this it is, is the child of the child yeah. but yes um i'm sorry i don't care if you cut all of joey king's hair off she still looks like <laughs> a look girl. like a girl yeah it also doesn't help in the fact that apparently joey king really loves to do roles where she just shaves her head oh so <laughs> it, it doesn't work that great the child uh bane steals the reactor's core after getting everyone to take it for him. Do we meet the blind guy, by the way, in that scene? Yes, I think we yeah. do meet the blind guy in the that blind scene. The blind guy that knows that the, guy, the child climbed. Um, <laughs> while Bane is stealing the reactor core, uh, Blake is investigating the construction crew, 
and finds out that one of the guys who was right outside of the uh, stock exchange blocking the road when the cops were trying to stop it uh, is one of the construction workers that works for Daggett's company. And he's like, oh, that's a coincidence. And then they try to kill him, and he kills both of the guys. And after he kills the guy, then he questions him. Because he's a hero cop. <laughs> what are you guys doing in the sewers? Did he throw sewers? his gun at that point? What? He throws his gun because he's mad at the gun because he killed two guys. Yeah, he tosses uh, it. That it. might have happened, I think. But yeah, he kills the, the two guys. Fault. Then he goes and then to he question them. And shotgun two seconds. And it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't work out, but he also recognizes that apparently they have things that they can use to build explosives because while he according to what he said to gordon he doesn't know anything about civil engineering he's really great at chemistry and he knows what mixing together chemicals will make as explosive concrete so he he gets into his into his car and he goes rushing off and he's he's calling into the radio tell him to get everyone out of the sewers they're building explosives it's a trap they're like oh we can't do that everyone's down there like, it's a trap god damn it get him out of there <laughs> And yes, he's becoming more and more of just a Mario brother while I go through this. Um, so we get to the moment where uh, Bane and his crew show up at the Gotham Rogues game that the mayor is at. And the mayor is being interviewed by the news of what's going on with the cops. He goes, oh, it's a training exercise. Don't worry about it. And he leaves. And he goes to go watch the game. And uh, it has another one of my favorite Bane moments, which apparently was improvised, which is while he and his crew are sitting in the tunnels waiting. And they're listening to the, uh, the young boy who is singing uh, the national anthem. Yeah. Bane goes, sorry, I have to do this properly. <laughs> That's a lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> it was an improvised line by Tom Hardy. Wow, that's great. He had the voice of an angel, that little kid. So he gets to the football game, and he, he comments that once the game is starting, let the games begin. And he presses uh, a trigger for bombs. And it traps all of the cops in the sewers by blowing up all of the entrances and exits to the sewers, which apparently one of those is directly under most of the field of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everyone except for the running back of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sorry, of the Gotham Rogues is dead. <laughs> well, also all the bridges get blown up. At yes. This point, well, so. no, all but one of the bridges gets blown up. Of course. Up. Right. Why would That's you right. blow up that last bridge? Wasn't that? Yeah, he kills all the Pittsburgh Steelers. Anthony, that was Heinz Ward, was it? Yes. yes. Ward was the only one to survive, which means Ben Roethlisberger would go on to no longer sexually assaulting women. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a, there's a win for God. <laughs> yeah. This movie's so long. This is why Bane yeah, is a fucking yeah, hero. We're, we're, I think we're only like halfway We're going to have to probably go to commercial break before I finish the fucking <laughs> recap, because okay. we're at uh, football game. We are at almost 100 minutes in. <laughs> But yes, he, so he blows up the, the football field. He traps all the cops in Gotham. There's a whole bunch of explosions on the one road that Blake is driving on uh, in random spots on sides of the road. But nothing collapses. There's just like explosions. And he crashes his car. And so then he gets out of his car with his shotgun and goes running over to another guy and says, I'm a police officer. I need your vehicle. And the guy immediately gets out. And so he drives off and he calls in saying like, oh, God, I can't believe it was a trap. They're all they're all stuck in the sewers. I got to go get Gordon. And guys are rushing in to try and kill Gordon in the hospital, but he kills them. And then he meets up with Blake and they leave. While that's happening, Bane is giving his amazing speech at the football stadium. This is also after he blew up the private box that had the mayor in it. And he's giving his whole entire speech. It's basically about how the people of Gotham need to rise up and take their city back because the corrupt politicians and, and the rich people and the police, they've all uh, been oppressing them. And uh, I now have a nuclear bomb. And the trigger for this bomb has been given to an ordinary citizen like you. And um, they will blow it up if anybody tries to fuck with me. 
after killing uh, Dr. Pavel, who is apparently the only other scientist in the world besides, I guess, Bane, who knows how to disarm this thing. Or he blows up all the bridges, and um, when the government shows up with the military to try and help out, he sends his people out there and tells them, no one's going to cross this bridge. And he's like, well, there's a bunch of us and a bunch of them and only a few of you. How do you think you're going to stop them? And he's like, well, because you guys are going to help us, because if anybody crosses this bridge, we're going to nuke the whole city, and it'll be your fault. Now, apparently, the National Guard um, is working for Bane. Indirectly. I feel like now that we have gotten to the point where, where uh, Gotham has fallen into disarray, do we want it to do a break? Yes, let's take yes. a quick break here. I gotta pee. We're all going to take, take a quick pre-break, but before we do, you guys, we got to thank our fucking sponsor. Talking nerd! Uh, Manscaped have great ball trimmers. And uh, Delhauer, you play a lot of video games in quarantine, right? You got time to play games? I got a time for a game or two. Well, then you have time to shave your balls, Dalhauer. Oh, shit. I'm just telling you. Yeah, but what about the what? top part of your dick? Like, you're always talking about your balls. The, well, yeah, man. What but, about the pubis bone? So yeah, the lawnmower 3.0 works on your pubis bone. It works on top. It works underneath. It works in the shower. It works dry. It's got an LED light, and it hey, vibrates. Hey, Imran. Yeah. Can it get the gooch? <laughs> the gooch? <laughs> yeah, the taint. The oh, the little area between your balls. Uh, I like and your Imran doesn't know what the, the game is. Really great. I was Grundle. not. <laughs> I was not aware. You got fucking something to say to this prick about uh, pricks and gooches, but it'll take care of all your body hair, listener. If oh, you're boy. a man or a woman, I, it works equally well. Uh, visit manscaped.com. Use our promo code. Jock, shave your labia. Shave your labia. Shrimp, shave a little heart down there. Uh, promo code Jock and Nerd. Spell it out. You will get twenty percent off. Free shipping at Manscape.com. These look. I I was wearing these boxer shorts that come in this package. Anthony, you have some of those. They're, I do. They're so fucking comfortable. Uh, uh, would you say they're the most comfortable boxer briefs you've ever worn? They feel nice. They do feel nice. They're they're soft and smooth, and you can order just the boxers, or get the uh, lawnmower, or buy a whole package. It's a lot of fun. You'd be supporting the show and you'd be supporting our awesome sponsor, Manscaped. Promo code jockandnerdmanscaped.com for 20% off free shipping. Okay, everyone, go take a piss. We're going to finish this movie right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, true crime listeners, check out our podcast, I Said Goddamn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn. Every Sunday, we try to one-up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. Along the way, we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also, follow us on Twitter at ISGDpodcast or visit our website, isgdpodcast.com. like florida man do you like crazy shit do you like titties and strip clubs why are you laughing because i do you know i do <laughs> this is the show for you we're the hashtag no offense show i'm uh, the duchess uh, that's the duchess that's my lovely wife my name is chris and we talk about all that stuff in addition to our daily lives as parents what we're watching on tv current events anything that we could try to talk about to make you laugh look for us on the web at htnos.com all the socials at htnos and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform we're available everywhere 
Talk and Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! Where you can support the show and get stuff like stickers and t-shirts and our undying gratitude and thanks and bonus content. Oh, shit. Everyone gets access to a bonus RSS podcast feed where the shows come out early. There's post shows. There's movie reviews. Corona binge reports. Anthony, uh, back in the swing, lighting it up this week. Yeah, I watched a couple movies, two wildly different movies, if you're going to check out my binge reports. Oh, I put I put the third one. I got all three of them up there. Was there a third one? What was yes. the third one? That's, well, let's start with Snatch. Oh, that's right. I did Snatch. Yeah, Guy Ritchie Snatch. Guy Ritchie. And then I did Seven Samurai wow. by Akira Kurosawa. Oh, shit. Wow. And then I did Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Uh, which is very good. Those so. are all three. Seen all three those movies. Three those different three. movies too. Three very different. Well, movies. Different Anthony, I'm so proud to hear about every single one of right? those. Right, you're <laughs> surpassing me. I still, I've never seen Seven Samurai. I kind of want to watch that. It is a long. It is three and a half hours. It, oh, it's longer yeah. than The Dark Knight Rises. So okay, it's a long one. Kurosawa, man, you didn't have fucking anywhere to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, please take me three hours away from my depressing life. I'll sit here. Uh, that's good stuff. Get it all on our Patreon. I Jock got a couple Nerd. coming too. Oh, you do? I... All right. Sign up, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, uh, by the way, Seven Samurai, although HBO Max still doesn't have a deal with Roku, you can watch it on HBO Max. Oh, it's on HBO Max. In their, yeah. Is it in their classic, the DCM so. classic section? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a fucking find. That whole classic section yeah. has got a lot of great It does shit. have tons yeah. of amazing movies. As, as time is going on, I'm hearing more and more that's telling me I should I should get hbo max at least for a little while there's a lot of stuff out, like, out when there it, when it started off i was like fucking man another one are you kidding me yes and then immediately um back on friday my my roommate ken and i we binged through like four or five episodes of oh god i don't remember what it's called it's the the show that uh jg quintel the creator of regular show made it's an animated series i'll find the name at some point but it's funny as shit and i recommend it to anybody when i can tell you what it actually is <laughs> Max has been useful because a lot of the movies we like we just did the whole 12 movies from 1999 a lot of the movies were there available to watch and a lot of stuff we've been talking about has been there so it's been super helpful I've been watching the cock a lot by the way the cock well we're not gonna talk about peacock we got to get back to fucking this movie all right the show is called close enough close on enough. A- on HBO Max okay I highly recommend it it's fun as fuck right on There's- it's hilarious I will check it out I need stuff to watch on the HBO Max anyways patreon jockinner.com blah 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 okay Back to blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. back to Gotham. <laughs> we got we got we got another solid at least hour and a half of this movie. Gotham's to get reckoning here. Let me cue you. Fucking ass. Let's not take a fucking minute. Let's go again. It's uh pretty pretty solid. Way to go. <laughs> so, on day one of Gotham's reckoning, Gotham's reckoning. Bane and his crew <laughs> roll up outside of Blackgate Prison. Where he talks about how Blackgate Prison, full of people who have been oppressed. And talks about how they've all been held there under the Dent Act, which is a lie because he is going to tell you the truth from the words of Commissioner Gordon. And he pulls out Gordon's speech that he took from his coat when Gordon was in his sewer lair. And he essentially reads off about how uh, Batman didn't kill uh, Dent and he didn't kill all the people that Dent killed. He took the fall for it because they wanted to build a legacy behind this fallen hero. And he can't believe that for eight years now, he has had to talk about how wonderful the man who tried to murder his son is. 
he planned to resign from his job because he had lied to the people of Gotham. Uh, somewhere in a apartment or hotel room or sex dungeon, I don't know where it is, but uh, Gordon and Blake are held up getting ready to move because they're going to move from place to place before they can get Gordon in front of a camera and try and make him the de facto leader of Gotham City. Well, not anymore. Not with this revelation. And Blake is not happy with Gordon about this and basically tells him how you turned your back on everything that you stood for and when it meant being a cop. And Gordon tells him, well, when you get to a point where all of the red tape and all of the rules of being a cop feel like shackles instead of weapons, I hope you have a friend as good as I did to get their hands dirty. Blake tells him, your hands look pretty dirty to me, Commissioner. <laughs> Great dialogue. <laughs> Why would anybody believe Bane? This is the first question I had. Go ahead. Well, I I don't know. But <laughs> also, just believes him. I love how this scene is basically built to be like, well, now no one's going to trust Commissioner Gordon. And then Commissioner Gordon becomes the leader of the resistance. <laughs> so uh, he then uh, talks about how he is going to give the city back to the people <laughs> and blows a hole in the side of the prison and his mercenary storm in freeing all of the prisoners. Does Not that good. sound like good? Including uh, Catwoman. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to uh, let loose all the criminals again? Yeah, it's everybody who's held in there. Not a single one of them is not a political prisoner, apparently. Uh, and then we get a montage of riots in which, uh, you know, the the rich people are being ripped out of their penthouses. Uh, and they're they're building giant courtrooms in the middle of City Hall. And there's there's destruction and, and death, but it's a good thing. And here's the weird thing. They build they, a chop zone. Yeah, the, the whole thing got them becomes a jazz. Got them just becomes chopped, yeah. Yeah, jazz, chopped. Jazz. But but also here's the really weird thing: uh, they show a close up of the uh, core of the reactor that is this nuclear bomb. Yeah, and it it says that they have fifty seven hours. I saw that. Left. I didn't understand this either. Was it? I thought it was fifty seven days. Days. It, yes. Here's why that won't work, and okay. I'll explain soon. This has to be like day one or two. Of the 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 thing, even the montage, I feel like this is not going over days and days and days and days. This is supposed to be beginning, but it's like this is like within the first week of everything happening and all this shit's getting put together. Um, And it it, it looks like it says 57 hours. So we then come back to Bruce Wayne while he is in the prison and he is told. mm, Oh, someone's breaking in. Well, something just. Oh shit! Fell over in my apartment. Oh, I guess my balls is hot. I'm not going to check on it because I'm <laughs> fine. Uh, selfish. It's fine. Yeah, and and you're committed to your craft. Yeah, everything's fine. I am. Don't, I'm don't let him lose focus. I'm balls deep in yeah. this, guys. Right. Harry balls deep. My balls was hot. Get yourself a manscaped. Come on, go talk and dirt. So uh, Wayne learns more about the prison child and the story about being held cared for by a protector and the child of a mercenary and blah, 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 blah. And uh, he is going to start the healing when the blind man says that he can get out of here if he is healed. And they pick him up and they put him in a rope that's just hanging him from the ceiling by the chest and they punch him in the back. And that's it. Because one of his vertebrae is out of of alignment. That's modern chiropractic. And then they tell him, hang here until you can walk. 
Yes. <laughs> and yeah, because so that's how it works. When he, you I ha- guess, passes out from the pain because then he has a vision of Ra's al Ghul coming to visit him. And he's like, oh, the child from the prison was yours. You were the mercenary. And he's like, and they're going to carry out my legacies. Bane is your child. And then he wakes up and now he can walk. Um, and now it's winter? Yes. In Gotham? Suddenly it's winter. Yes. Yes. Which would lead me to believe 57 days. Has, so have, uh, here's by. the problem with that is that it's winter in Gotham and we're, we're seeing kind of like the, the, the know-how of how it all works. Blake's walking around trying not to get killed. He's sending messages to the cops in the sewer and he's checking in on the priest and the boys from St. Swithin's to see how they're doing. Um, and the partridge cut, in a pear tree. <laughs> we cut back to Bruce in the prison. And while he's looking at the TV, they have in the bottom, see John Gotham day 84. Ah. Oh, what? It's well, five months. They were How many using days is the that? Mayan calendar. Oh, I see. It's the Gregorian, <laughs> the Julian calendar. That makes sense. <laughs> so we are now nearing the middle of month three okay. of Gotham being under siege. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with 84 days now. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time that, that he tries to climb out of the prison. So within 84 days, he went from having a broken back to being able to climb a rock wall and attempt to make a leap to get out. You're unbelievable, man. Well, and he, 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 makes it, he makes it to this far because at one point someone asked him a question. He's like, I'm not... He's like, I'm not some whatever. Oh no I'm no! Angry. This is this is not the angry bit yet. Oh, not yet. Oh, we're not no, at the no, angry no, no. bit. This okay. is this is jump one, trying, yeah. which is just he did a bunch of push-ups. They said, yeah. "Why build your body?" And he's like, "Because I have to get out of here." So he goes for the first jump. He misses. He falls attached to the rope. While attached to the rope, I'm going to give him a good hundred foot fall before it catches him, and it snaps and catches him and swings him Into over to the, the wall. wall. I thought, wouldn't that kill you? Wouldn't that kill this, you? This would at least break his back again because he's already not fully healed well, it, it did kill gwen stacy in the comics i was, yeah, I was going to it say this is the same sort of fall that broke gwen stacy's neck <laughs> but he's batman but also if there's a rope why not just climb up the rope to where well, it's attached first the thing is I, the rope is not attached to the top of the thing it's higher it than looks he like, is it looks like the rope is tied off sort of high up okay but like, I guess there's no handhold. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the, Shut the, up, Imran. The architecture on this place <laughs> yeah, is it's so dumb. It's a lot to be desired. Bruce. I have used this word a lot when talking about politics in the state of our world right now. The, the architecture in this prison is baffling. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. So he he fails his first jump attempt uh, because he hasn't learned a lesson yet. I guess. Right. But we're gonna head back over to Gotham because the U.S. Special Forces have now gotten into Gotham. 84 days later. <laughs> Took their time. They have made their way in under the guise of bringing in supply rations for the people. Because if Gotham, which apparently is a city that is an island like Manhattan, yeah, uh, ever actually fell into this kind of disarray, it would be less than a month before they would run out of food and everyone <laughs> would die. Guess so. So they come in pretending to be a ration run of food for the people and they meet up with Blake and then meet up with uh, Gordon and his resistance crew. And there's a whole like dick measuring contest about like the special forces versus the cops and Blake's trying to prove he's a badass by being like, oh, well, you guys haven't fucking been here yet. 
you guys are gonna get people killed or something. I don't remember, but it's just he's he's being a fucking tough, ass, like a hard ass. It's a hothead. He's being a hothead. Yeah, he's being a hothead. And the special forces are literally like, okay, chill, bitch. <laughs> we cannot just suddenly go to open war with a man with a nuclear fucking bomb. So they then decide, all right, well, what we're going to do is we're going to bring you over to Wayne Tower because a lot of the executives at Wayne Tower have been living in Wayne Tower. Of course. On the higher floors because they figured no one's going to come up here to look They'll for us. Bother well, to the look there. Is broken. Yeah, uh, I guess. So he meets up. They, they get there and they meet up with uh, Miranda Tate, uh, I guess Lucius Fox, and I think Stiver, Stever. Stiver's there. Is there. And then Bane's people show up. And they kill the special forces immediately because they know who they are and they've been tracking them because he's magic. <laughs> uh, and so Blake and his crew get away and I think they, they bring like Fox and Tate with them. But Stiver doesn't get away and he gets brought forth in front of the court. Am I right in this? A kangaroo court? The tribunal, yes. Oh, between that, uh, Wayne tries another jump and he dies. Or doesn't die. He fails. Then I wrote... Um, he gets a pep talk in which they basically are like, you can't make this jump because you are afraid. You don't believe. Like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to die. They're like, well, you should be afraid to die. You're right. I'm afraid to die. <laughs> and that's what gives you the spirit to get out. And so he makes the jump without the rope and right. he escapes. He, he, the needs, he needs he needs to get the fear back in him because he's been up to this point, even in his fight against Bane, he's been going in. Just wanting to die or not really giving it's, a fuck. It's, yeah, it's it's the fact that he is he's reserved himself to feel like, well, if I die, I die. And that means he's not trying. Right. So now he's trying and he gets out and he drops a rope down so everyone else can get out. But they're all fucking like 80 years old. <laughs> that old man you think climb? these motherfuckers are going to climb a rope 140 <laughs> oh, feet out it. of here? <laughs> Too far. But uh, again, the music in this scene when he makes the jump. Oh yeah, fantastic! What I also love is I love I love that they have the visual cue of how he's about to make the jump, and then a bunch of fucking bats fly out of the wall. Oh yeah, it's like when have we ever established that bats live in the wall here? Because you know what, he would have seen those at least once and by now. Other jumps, yeah, a little bit on the nose, and uh, you know that we mentioned the chant, but it still sounds like they're saying "big big asshole" to me. Deshe deshe basara basara. It sounded like "big big asshole." For what it's worth. <laughs> This doesn't seem all that impressive if a child could do it. Yeah. Well, and not only was that, it was, it was a child <laughs> who could do it. So that means a child who who grew up in this prison, so obviously does not have a lot of muscular strength, no. was able to make this jump and climb out. No, Great. I understand that kids have boundless energy, but also what was she eating? Yeah. I'm going to say bugs. <laughs> not a lot of energy for bugs. It's protein. I think so, they were feeding him the Eucharist. What I also love is the idea that they're like, well, having the rope on means that you don't think you can make the jump and therefore you don't make the jump because you're not thinking it. You're not you're not afraid that you're going to die because you're already tethered. It's like, okay, but also it's not that far. I, I could just right. jump farther with the rope. It's fine, guys. Try, like, I got what this. If, what if I, instead of tying the rope onto me, held onto the rope yeah. at the end? And then let go. And then let go and, and grabbed it. Yeah. <laughs> so that way, if, if I wasn't going to make it, I don't die. Could, no! you just sw- could you just swing across? You got the rope on you. I, you know what? But was it below if we, him? If above we him? decide to find all the ways that he could have gotten out of this prison, yeah. I'm not going to finish this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like you literally could just jump up and grab onto the rope a higher, and then just swing across and grab. No, it. there's, there's, yes, you are very much correct. <laughs> wow, what a dumbass fucking movie. <laughs> so Stiver goes to corporate court. 
being presided over by the Honorable Judge Jonathan Crane. Yeah, well, he's yeah, back. It's you, got, Scarecrow. you guys remember? You guys remember Jonathan Crane? I remember yeah, him. Scarecrow. There we go. Um, and yes, uh, it is. It is Killian Murphy in a wonderful cameo. I love him to death. He is another one of my favorite actors. If any of you have not seen Peaky Blinders on Netflix, oh, okay, yeah, I heard that's both good. he and Tom Hardy are in it. It is oh. not only do I love it because it is about uh, Irish bootleggers, yeah. but also it is violent as fuck. Yeah, I've heard good things. It's good. It's good times. Check it out. So, uh, Stiver is given the option uh, to either die or be exiled from Gotham, and he says he chooses exile. We learn that exile is when they take them down to the river. I'm just going to call it the Hudson. Because <laughs> it is. And tell them that they have to walk all the way across it to get to the mainland. Only it's a, wi- it's a river that's ice in winter. I don't know if anybody has ever seen a, a river in winter. Doesn't ice up, does it? Not well. Yeah. And when it does ice up, where there's actually like at least a solid layer on yeah. top, it's because you are at like zero fucking degrees or lower. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's it's the whole point is they'll never make it across the river because it is not solid enough that anyone could ever walk on it. And he doesn't. He <laughs> dies. He falls through. Fun, Tough. fun, fun times. So we've established Until a little bit later in the movie where like everybody's standing. Well, we've established you walk out on this exile, you're gonna fall in the river. Established, right? Oh, Done. It's uh, gradual ice. A thing that we forgot to bring up was yeah. when the special forces did show up in uh, Gotham. They were told that they have 23 days left until the nuclear bomb is going to go off. Oh. Now I don't know who told Gordon this. I'm going to assume it was Tate and all them because they knew where they were. But once once they showed up and then Bane killed the special forces, they took them away from the corporate building. So we are now down to the day before the bomb goes off. A ticking so time clock. So if you're keeping count, yeah. that means Bruce Wayne was kept in prison for 84 days. They had 23 days left. And as far as I could tell, within those 84 days, he has been healed, escaped prison, and in 22 days... He has to make his way back and he, to Gotham. He makes it just this in is, time. This is after he was brought to this prison on a Concord that got him there in four hours. Not only, not only that, we've also established that Bruce Wayne is broke. Bruce and Wayne is in fact broke, and and everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. They all do think he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> so, everyone thinks so he's what, dead. What is he, he broke, using to get and back? Funny there. enough, the moment Bruce Wayne disappeared, so did Batman. Oh, <laughs> but no one questions that. Why would we? No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. So 22 days later, Gordon has only a dozen men left to try and combat Bane and his people. And he realizes that Detective Foley isn't showing up anymore. Uh, So he goes to his house where he and his wife still live unmolested. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's bothered them. They skipped that house. And he stands at the door yelling at him. Just basically telling him, oh, you're just going to hide in here and let Bane and his men blow up the city in a matter of hours. He's like, they own the city. and They got the bomb. And uh, uh, nothing's going to work out. He's like, well, guess what? You're a pussy. And and my favorite is, is, of course, because Nolan loves these fucking things. He tells him, well, I'm not asking you to put on your dress blues and march down grand. (laughs) Hint, hint. Guess what he'll do soon. (laughs) So he leaves Foley. 
they go off and they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Now, I'm sure this was happening somewhere in the midst of this. I think it was when the special forces showed up and they were basically plotting out what they were doing. There are three trucks making their way around Gotham at all times. Right. One of them has the nuclear bomb in it. The other two are decoys. And Gordon and his men have been marking their paths so that they can track all three trucks. But they've never had the ability to know which one has the bomb in it. And then I think Special Forces gives them like a fucking Geiger counter so that they finally figure out which one it is. Right, yep. So they're like, okay, it's this one has the bomb in it. We need to do something about it. But they don't know what. (laughs) Meanwhile... They have no plan yet. They're just going to find yeah, the bomb. It's, it's, yeah. it's, like, it's like 14 hours until this bomb goes off, and they need to figure out what are we going to do. When, oh, maybe, don't they, wait, maybe they might be established that um, Lucius Fox is just going to flood it. Is that what it well, is? Well, no, it's, they understand that they need to get the bomb back to the reactor. they to put it back so in so they can, so put can the turn it off. In, yeah. in right. order to stop it from degrading. The whole time they said that there's a, that someone who, a, a civilian has the trigger. Has the trigger. Too. Also, and that's the right. problem, is that they're afraid that if they make a move on the trucks, whoever the right. civilian is, is, is just going to let Which it go. Which is ridiculous right, right, they right. bought that bullshit, but then they also established six mile it's radius. So ham-fisted yeah. and six, so yeah. overly It's so convoluted, it's ridiculous. just overbooked. Meanwhile, a bunch of gang members in a random area of the town, beat up a little kid for stealing an apple, and then Catwoman shows up and beats their asses and eats the apple in front of the kid. Just, just to, in time. Just to establish <laughs> that she's cruel, but fair. How did she know? <laughs> she shows up right at the perfect moment. Amazing And timing. guess who else shows up at the perfect yes. moment? Bruce motherfucking Wayne! All right? Oh, good for you! How the fuck did he get back into Gotham when it's locked down? I don't know how he's in the city. How this is possible? The mother, uh, here's my thought. He's the only one who knows where the solid patch of ice is to walk across that <laughs> river. Mapped it out, or he's- oh, yeah. This this is where we established that not only is he back, yeah. but he had the time to create a gas oh, just wait. Yes, trail all happening. the way up yeah. a bridge yeah. with oh, his no, logo. No, no. This, he, has, he has so many things he does in the next four hours. <laughs> While there's a ticking bomb in the city. Yes. We, we are now at a point where I think we are 12 hours away from this bomb going off. This is when this whole movie gets fucking crazy. So he, he recruits. Uh, it's, it's already it's crazy. Been crazy. Yes. Gentlemen, we are at hour two of this movie. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, he recruits Catwoman and says, I need your help. I need you to get me to Miranda Tate and to Lucius Fox, mostly Lucius Fox. She says, why? Because she still doesn't realize he's Batman. <laughs> and he goes, because he's going to help me out. She's like, oh, is your special friend going to be helping too? He goes, I'm trying. <laughs> it's like, why are you all stupid? <laughs> uh, nobody can figure <laughs> out he's Batman. Oh, he also makes a comment about how the bomb is going to go off in 12 hours. How do you know? Who has told you this? When have you ever been told that if the core gets removed, it will specifically be like a 95-day trigger before it decays? He knows things. Five months. Give it five months. So, there is a point where Gordon is going around and using trackers that I guess he's been given by somebody, maybe special forces, that he is throwing on the back of trucks so they can try and follow them. But guess what? He gets caught by the mercenaries and taken uh, under arrest. And they say, you're under arrest, Jim Gordon. He says, under whose authority? And the statement is, the people of Gotham. And the best part is, it is said by a mercenary with a European accent. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce and Catwoman go and they find Fox and Miranda Tate being held by Bane. 
and they bring in Bruce Wayne as a fake prisoner, and he gets there, and they went, okay, we need to get Fox out of here, because I need your help in being able to try and track Bane. And he goes, are you going to help Miranda get out? And he goes, not tonight, sadly. We don't have time. I only need you. And Catwoman shows up in her Catwoman gear and says, "Uh, Bane wants to see these guys, and then brings them along, and then she beats up one of the mercenaries, and they all run. Because that plan was apparently never assumed would happen. (laughs) (laughs) They go back to the Apple Store Batcave underneath (laughs) uh, the shipping container from Dark Knight. Yeah, it looks like an Apple Store. Where they bring out uh, a bunch of his reserve weaponry and talk about how they need to get the bomb back to the reactor in order to stop it. And he dresses up and Batman is ready to fucking go. Second return of Batman. And isn't this where like she hops on the fucking... No, 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 no. Oh, not not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Don't ruin it. Sorry. Uh, I have written, in a hundred plus days, no one found the bat on top of a roof. That's actually really baffling. It's been sitting there the whole time. <laughs> literally, literally just <laughs> yes. sitting on top of a building underneath a tarp. What? Uh, this what? city has gone to shit. You're telling me no one broke a door and just went up onto this roof to fucking see whatever they could find? Yeah. None of those anarchists found that shit. He's, he's like, oh, you, you still got the bat? Oh, yeah, I remember where I parked it. Oh, okay. And then it's, just, it's on a roof under a tarp. Yeah. It can be seen from a helicopter. <laughs> Makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a strategy. Yeah. So uh, another one of my favorite moments uh, is when Gordon is in front of the the uh, court of Jonathan Crane, and he's told he's allowed to choose between death or exile. And he says, "Well, I'm not going out on that ice. You'd have to force me out there, Crane." He goes, "Well, then I guess you're choosing death." He says, "I guess I am." He goes, "Great, it is death by exile." Yeah. <laughs> and then Monty Python comes in on a horse with. A- <laughs> And he's on the ice. And so he and his buddies are getting put out on the ice. And before they can wander all the way out and actually get killed, a bunch of the guards get shot with bat-shaped trank darts. Twing! And uh, they are saved. And Bruce Wayne, or Batman, sorry. Spoiler alert. Hands them (laughs) a flare and tells them to light it up. Light it up. And they drop it on the ice and it lights a gas trail on the ice, which apparently is not going to, you know, melt through the very thin ice on this lake or sorry, this river as it then trails up the side of one of the bridges to a giant bat symbol shaped uh, gas stain on the top of this building. What? Okay, hold on. First of all, there's so many I, I'm things. I'm sorry, I, I spoiled that earlier. But there's so many things wrong with this one moment. When the fuck did he have time to do that? And why no, haven't they fallen I, through Imran, the ice? Imran, Imran. There's no need to even discuss it. It's just so ridiculous that you just you, you leave it there and there's you move a on. Bomb question, in, nothing about that makes sense. Gotham. The questions come from A, when did he have the time? B, how did he get how up there without it? the bat? Yeah. Probably used the bat. C, where did he get all that gas? Yes. D, why did he think that putting this on the ice was not going to just be, you know, a thing that would make them all fall through the ice? Now Gordon's dead and you have no plan. What are you, stupid? <laughs> They're all standing on the ice. It's also, perfectly stable. I also love that once he does that, the two people that we show we are shown seeing it. Number one is Detective Foley. And he and his family are looking at it from the window of his apartment, which apparently is right <laughs> on the river. It is. Everybody. But it's is. also enough at an angle where when you look at it, it doesn't fucking look like anything. No, it's it just like that the mess. bridge is on fire. Yeah, it looks like a blurry and it's mess. It's like this we are 80, maybe 90 plus days into anarchy, why would a fire on the bridge be in any way interesting at this point? No one would notice. But when Bane sees it, he sees the bat symbol. And he, of course, has to make a comment about, how is that possible? Impossible. Impossible. I I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) 
But because Jim Gordon and all of his buddies got picked up and they're going to go get exiled, Blake decides, fuck, I have to get all the cops out of the uh, sewer right now. We're going, we're going. It's go time. We're going to get you guys out. And his plan is just, I'm going to pull you out of one of the manholes. Because no one ever would have assumed <laughs> that someone would try to get the cops out of one of the manholes. And the moment he pulls his partner, who has been trapped in the sewer who's been communicating for three with. months yeah. out of the sewer... He is immediately shot dead. Yes, he is. <laughs> and then they drop a grenade in the manhole, killing multiple cops. Real good, Blake. Real good. So Blake is now responsible for, I'm going to go ahead and say, 10 deaths of police officers. At least. Are you professional uh, or not? Well, he's not. And now he is being attacked by these mercenaries who are taking their sweet fucking time killing him. They knock him down into the street next to one of the rubble areas that is a, a tunnel into the sewers. Because apparently the sewers also have tunnels that are big enough for cars. Yeah, it's like an aqueduct looking thing. Or it's something. literally a road that leads yeah. into the fucking sewer. Yeah. And so the mer- the mercenaries all gather around him and they're just standing there waiting. What are they waiting oh, for? Oh, they're going to fucking execute him. <laughs> oh, they're going to get their rocks off on this one. <laughs> and then Batman shows up and saves him because he was nearby convenient <laughs> so he he beats them all up and blake helps kind of he, he's like oh you're back he's like you should wear a mask if you're gonna take these guys on alone hint hint it's like well i'm not afraid of taking them on he's like you wear the mask to protect the people you care about <laughs> well great but all the people he cared about were also in the sewer so what does it fucking matter <laughs> oh right he did get his partner shot <laughs> but anyway so he hands him this tiny little bomb and he says count to five and throw it he walks away, and then he goes, oh, crap, and he panics, and he throws it back at the rubble, and it blows up, and it doesn't do anything. And also, do you notice, no, it bl- if you count, it blows up on four. Well. It doesn't even wait. You don't make it to there's, five. There's plenty of times in, in any fucking movie when we deal with time bombs, but it never <laughs> adds up. It's a ticking but, bomb. Um, so Blake turns around, and he asks, you got anything else on that belt? That mu-? And then he flies the bat in and blows up the fucking tunnel. <laughs> why, did he, why did he just do that to begin with? Well, here's the thing. Number one, yes. What was the point of handing him a tiny bomb? Was it supposed to be a distraction so you could go get the bat? Number two, why is the bat fucking silent until you see it? Because <laughs> it's a This hover- is not the first time, <laughs> nor the hover- last time that that happens. The hovercraft, it just shows up out of nowhere. I love that he's just fucking with Blake. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like, here, throw this and you'll blow up the thing. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah, fuck you. Look at my big ass plane with missiles. <laughs> oh, you fucking, are you hard yet? <laughs> He's right. like, I loosened it up for you. <laughs> so now all the cops are pouring out and they're all free. And he's like, all right, yeah, we can, we can help you. He goes, no, I need you to get all the people out of the city. Just you, one officer, get everybody out of the city. <laughs> he's like, but I can help. He goes, you already helped. You gave me an army. Yes, an army. Of tired, emaciated police officers that have been living in the sewers, most likely living off of scraps for months. <laughs> what were they eating? I don't know. Or well, they drinking. were getting supplies to them. No, they were getting supplies. Yeah, they were keeping them alive. Was like yeah, they were setting a man, things in through the, the, the holes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like he wasn't. He was. There's no way they were providing enough food for three 
thousand police officers. They all had clean balls. Yeah, all their balls were trimmed. They, my balls were hot when they came out of there. That's for uh, sure. I did love that they were basically the same as they came in. Yeah, they were yes. all clean shaven, just all, perfect. Their fucking uniforms are perfect. No dirt, right. nothing. Apparently, all three thousand members of the. the all 3,000 members of the Gotham Police Department never hit enough of puberty to actually grow facial hair. <laughs> that never grew. This, all- is the point, this is the point of movie where if you already have it, you just go, who wrote this? What the fuck yeah. is What's going on? Is this David Goyer again? <laughs> no, don't just be fucking sorry. Asshole. Think for one fucking second. <laughs> yes. So at this point, he goes and he meets up with Catwoman and he's like, uh, he gives her the bat pod. This is the part you were talking about, yeah. Imran. He's like, uh, when you hear the fighting begin, blow up the tunnel that leads out to wherever. I guess it's like the Lincoln <laughs> Tunnel. And she's like, oh, you mean when I hear the fighting begin, I get the fuck out of the city because I'm going to take care of me. He's like, no, there's more to you than that. <laughs> Who the fuck told you that? <laughs> Every goddamn time you have ever put your faith You've in this woman, wrong. she has fucked you. <laughs> Don't I love shut that. Me up. I love that he just blindly still believes <laughs> yes. that she's going to do something good. Do and I've right heard thing. of optimism, but fuck yeah, he didn't you. Even bang. Did he bang her? No, he didn't no. bang her. No. He banged no. Tate. No. She got... He's not even blinded by the pussy. He's never really... Well, and how does she know how to drive the fucking bicycle all of a sudden? Oh, my she's question. a master thief okay. who wants the blank slate, the ultimate tool for a master thief. That's what it was called, the clean slate. We never slate. even established that yes, shit. The clean that was slate. my favorite exposition dump of this whole movie. So dumb. Oh, the blank slate, I forgot Just about having, that. Having Ben Mendelsohn lisp his way through, oh, the blank fight, the ultimate tool for a master thief. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe your entire print clean from any database. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Anyway. Fucking clean Back slate. to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the damn movie. Gives her the bat potty, tells her to blow open a tunnel so people can run out once all the fighting starts. And she's like, no, why don't you come with me? We could run away together. We could eat all the malted milk balls together. <laughs> he goes, no, I have to do this. She's like, you don't owe them anything anymore. You've given them everything. He goes, no, I haven't. Uh, not <laughs> yet. Not everything. <laughs> it's like, great. Thank you for just spelling out that you, Bruce Wayne, wish you were dead. Yeah. So the war begins. A whole bunch of the, the emaciated cops and Foley, they're all in their uniforms because that's all they've worn for a hundred days. And him and his dress blues on Grand Street because, you know, foreshadowing, <laughs> uh, start marching towards City Hall because they're going to go start a war with uh, uh, Bane and all of his people. And I think one of my favorite things about this is um, they're marching down the street and suddenly two of the tumblers pull up and aim like gauze rifles at them. Yeah. And you yeah. just hear someone's voice going, disperse, disperse, <laughs> do not gather. And I'm like, oh, this is telling. So now the police are the protesters. Oh, the tables and, have uh, turned. Fo- Foley makes some statement about there's only one police in this city. It's like, yeah, man, for the past three weeks or months, actually, it's been Bane and any motherfucker he's handed a rifle to. You've got a bunch of jackasses that have been living the Goonie life for three months and none of them have been eating. (laughs) Good luck, champ. So Batman then flies in as they're they're all running in to go start their their war. And he flies in because the bat is silent until you see it. (laughs) And he shoots one of the tumblers. And I guess that's enough to make it that it can't fire its rifle thing anymore. So then they run in and the war has started and they're punching people and choking people and Everyone's getting shot in the street, and then there's fist fights because apparently 
Everyone has guns, but no one wants to use them. <laughs> no, we're going to get down and dirty this time. I love that they just start charging at each other <laughs> yeah, exactly. with guns. Exactly. They like, have fucked this, man. I got bullets, but I want to punch a cop to death. Why? What is this, Braveheart? The fuck are you doing? Also, Imran, you have my express permission to use that as a soundbite from now on. Which one? Say it again. Just Matt Delhauer saying, I want to punch a cop to death. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I love out of context. Come for me. So because he has set up that a bunch of them are going to start their mission once this kicks off, uh, that's, that leads to Catwoman blowing up the tunnel out of town, Blake getting a bunch of the orphans from the orphanage he used to be in to go door-to-door telling everyone we're escaping out of town, come with us. Then they all get on a school bus and they drive off to the only bridge out of town. And uh, this also leads to Gordon and his men trying to intercept the truck that has the bomb on it because Batman gave him a MacGuffin that uh, if he places it on the bomb, they can't use a trigger on the bomb because... Let me, let me just ask real quick, and you don't have to answer the question. It's more rhetorical. Why at this mo- in this movie does 17 things have to be going on I, at every so point of this movie? It's so much. I actually it's do have an answer, comp- but I will <laughs> wait until after we're done with the story. There you go. So, this is, yes, this is yet again another moment where four stories are happening yeah. at once. So Batman shows up and he's now in a fist fight with Bane outside of uh, the city hall, which also has yet again one of my other favorite Bane quotes of, oh, so you've returned to die with your city. It's <laughs> fucking tough. That is badass. <laughs> Anyone who says that to you, they're going to kill you. <laughs> they're getting into a fist fight, but Bruce Wayne is winning no, now because the, stop you. because the old blind man in the prison told him about how Bane's mask is the only thing that keeps him from feeling a whole lot of pain because he got beat up once. And so he's going to punch Bane's mask, and that works. Um, and they get into a fight, and he's winning. And Gordon and his well, man... we also established, by the way, that Bane can now punch through cement. Oh, yeah. Solid cement. Uh, Maybe yeah. even marble. Like, I'm not certain. Yeah, it, <laughs> it might be marble or cement pillars at this bank or whatever the hell this place is. Yeah, if you get him mad enough, he'll just punch through a wall. <laughs> um, which, by the way, Batman could kick through a wall, but does he? No. No, you think no, that would come once? It could be handy right about now. Because apparently, this version of Batman, who has trained with ninjas and traveled the world learning martial arts, only knows how to box. <laughs> let let wait, look, one one quick thing too about this goddamn mask. This mask is keeping him alive. Yeah. Yet, well, we, it's not alive. It's, it's keeping, keeping him from being like pain. immense pain. In immense yeah. pain. Yet we. Look at this mask and the physical design. There is nothing connecting this mask to anything. anything, any sort of apparatus, any sort of tubes, any sort of air that would be being be fed to this, this man. Capsules? It is literally just a, a mask on its own. Where is it coming from? The analgesic pain. Yeah, re- this, yeah and, it, and yet he punches one strand of this like metal device yeah, on the mask, yeah. and that, since that, and he starts panicking. Yes, yeah, and that comes off, and now he starts panicking. But the the physics of this mask. Or impossible. Yeah, there's, no, nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing being provided. That is, this that is the problem with, with the version that they have built of Bane. Is Bane, as we know it in the comics, who is being fed this venom that is supposed to make him a giant muscular right. monster. Right. It's a tank on his back. Yeah. Right. He's feeding into the mask he wears on his face. Yeah. Which just so happens to be a luchador mask, which is fucking awesome looking. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want to do that. They wanted to do something more compact. You, they wanted you to see at least some of the actor, especially them fucking eyes. Yeah. Um, party eyes. And it's, it's to that point, it's like, so what? He's got like one ounce fucking canisters yeah, of capsules. analgesic that's like pain relief yeah. that's stuck into the front of his mask or something. Is it like morphine that's just been aerated or what's going it's, on? It here? feels like it's, it's like, so is it just being like circulated? 
Like what it's not like fuck he breathes it, it with you? and he breathes it out, and there's still morphine, so he breathes it in again. <laughs> he would have to change right. that like every twenty minutes. He'd have to be replacing those yeah, little capsules. He, he would, he would I, have to walk around with a fucking belt of just yeah. tiny little canisters yeah. on him, and oh, that's for like fucking two hours. Nitrous canisters. I remember seeing the promo image of the mask and thinking, not what I would have picked, but looks kind of cool. Yeah. Then you see it in action, and you go. How does this make sense? Yeah, it, it looks cool, but once it becomes a plot point, whole thing. you're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, we, we decided to call attention to it. Right. It's fucking terrible. Oh, by the way, we gave him a Swedish voice, but continue. <laughs> so they're now getting into a fist fight, and he's knocking apart the mask, and Bane's panicking and punching through marble, and they get knocked into the city hall. Gordon and his men are chasing after the truck. They finally catch up with it. They had a whole plan where they would make it crash into a bus, and they do, and they get into the back of it, and guess what? Bomb's not there. They swapped it. Oh, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> so now they have to rush to try and find this bomb when they only have 12 minutes left to undo it, I think. 15 minutes, something like that. But also, we also are following Lucius Fox back at the reactor, powering it up. So there are five <laughs> different storylines <laughs> happening at on. once right now. Jesus. So we then we then catch back up with Bruce and he's fighting with Bane, and they get into the, the city hall, and he throws somebody's gun to Miranda Tate and tells her to cover the entrance. He's punching uh, Bane, and he's asking, where's the detonator? Where's the detonator? You wouldn't give it to an ordinary citizen. Where's, where's the, the trigger? <laughs> Good. Uh, where's the detonator? Yeah, he that's, kept that's saying that. Trigger is, I think, in the second one. Sorry. It might have been the yeah. It's one of those two. It's either where's in, the in trigger the second or one. He yells, "Where's the trigger?" to Joker, and this one he's, like, "Where's the detonator?" So at this point, he's like, you know, at some point, for some reason, super anticlimactic. For some reason, yeah, he way. brings up the fact of like, you know, you're the you're the one who escaped the prison in India. He's like, but I never escaped. <laughs> at which point, uh, Miranda stabs oh, him in the back Stab. through the rib. Dun, dun, dun. Call back to Dark Knight when he said that he'd get attacked by knives from his new suit oh, because shit. he needed uh, movement. Oh yeah. And she stabs him in the ribs, and then she reveals, I'm Talia al Ghul. I'm the daughter of Raz al Ghul, and I'm the one who's been running this whole thing. And Bane's my boyfriend, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just her henchman. There's, there is no way they haven't fucked. <laughs> um, and, I, and, the, and the I don't know what the timeline on this, but she she seems to be around Bruce's age, right? Yeah, I would put her... I'd say, all right, so my feeling is in Batman Begins, I'm putting Bruce at about 30. Okay. Right. So they're saying that Dark Knight was about a, a year, year or two into Batman existing, so that puts him at 32, which means that eight years he's later, 40. he's about 40. So let's just say she's 30. Yeah. And I was going to say, I put her, her at about 30. So she's about 10 years younger than him. So when she escapes from this prison, Bane is a full-grown man. Bane, I would say, if she is fucking, let's say, 10 years old when she climbs out, I would put Bane at being at least in his 20s. So he should be like 70 years old, 60. So at this point, if she climbed He's out at 10, it's now 30, old. he would be in his fucking 40s. Yeah. <laughs> and he is uh, supposedly physically superior to Batman, yet he's got to be at least in his 40s, probably close to 50. Yeah, older. I, I would say I would put him at anywhere from 45 to 50 years old. Okay. The, it's like the, youngest, Imran, yeah. the youngest I would give Miranda Tate would be 25. So he yeah. would be, mm, I guess it works out if you give, So anywhere from I, I like anywhere from there. like thirty-five up to fifty. We're, we're, we have to. The point is, you have to do some mental gymnastics like, to get him minute. to a point that he's still in his prime. Yes, and no one. No, and at that point, actually, no one is in their prime if you're at forty years old. So yeah. no. you, maybe why, maybe Imran's in his prime. It's why the closest I would say is she might be twenty-five. He might be 
35. Right. Which puts her at it, 10 and him at 20 when they were yeah. when she escaped. Because you, you got to go with the, the Alfred thing in the beginning where he's basically say, saying he's in his prime, he's much better than you. Yes. It so. doesn't track. Okay, cool. Okay. Which even then, I, men reach their physical prime at 18. <laughs> so congratulations. We're all past our prime. Even you, Anthony, get used to it. <laughs> but anyway, all right, so she reveals that, oh, she's cool. Tali Al Ghul. She's been behind this whole thing. Bane's been working for her. Uh, there's no way that they're going to stop her. And it's the slow knife that twists that hurts the most. And she goes to press the bu- detonator. Let's travel back in time now. During this whole entire fight and this whole reveal, Jim Gordon has caught up with the other truck because a bunch of his guys <laughs> randomly had a pickup that had a fucking 50 cal attached to the top of it that they started firing on the fucking tumblers with. And that was enough of a distraction for him to climb up onto this truck and climb into the back of it and found that the fucking bomb was in it. And he needs to put the MacGuffin trigger on it, but he drops it and then he picks it up and then he gets in. (laughs) And then he just so happens to get it on just in time so that the trigger doesn't work on the fucking bomb, but they only have 11 minutes. (laughs) So she comments, oh, well, your friend must have stopped this trigger, but they only bought the city 11 minutes. It's like, all right, great. I also love the fact that her plan is like, I'm just going to blow it up and we're all going to die. And now that I can't blow it up, we're all going to die. I'm going to get out and everyone else is going to die. Yeah, that was the plan. They just wanted, they were going to draw this out for X amount of months. And just blow everything up anyways. won't die. Great plan. um, so she gets into a tumbler, goes riding off with a, uh, one of the guys, and a bunch of people die, and she kills Foley and a bunch of cops in the cleanest fashion I've ever seen with people getting shot with fucking large machine guns. I love that Foley, like, his death is just a cut scene where they just show him on the ground. They cut, they cut away, and then they cut back to him, and he's laying on the ground, and he's got a bullet hole in his hand, <laughs> but he is untouched. He's just dead. Right. Yeah, he's just dead. There's no blood. He's just should dead. never listen to Gordon. So she's riding off and she's going to go try and, and, and stop Gordon and get the bomb. She's like, oh, their plan must be that they're going to try and get the bomb to the reactor to stop it from going off. And then Bane, who was told to basically just tie up Batman and wait until the explosion, <laughs> decides, fuck that noise. I'm going to murder this bitch. And so he unties him, he kicks him over and tells him that he'll just have to imagine the fire <laughs> and is going to kill him. <laughs> And then Catwoman rolls in through the fucking wall with the bat pod and blows him away with the fucking guns on the bat pod. So the timing on that, amazing. Good night, Bane. So anticlimactic, the whole She also makes thing. a comment about like, oh, I feel like you should really reconsider your no guns policy. Bitch, those are his guns. <laughs> those are his guns. <laughs> so they decide, all right, we got to run off. We got to go save uh, Gordon and we got to stop uh, Talia and... and Blah, 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 blah. So she, we, got, we got 35 things to do. We've got, we've got <laughs> like an hour's worth of work left. to do in 10 minutes. Let's do this. <laughs> they ride off. She gets on the bat pod and rides off. He gets in the bat immediately. And now we've got a whole fucking scene where she's running around on the bat pod and he's riding around in the bat. They're blowing up all the tumblers. And I love the fact that Batman has, we- has uh, vehicles with weapons that are built to blow up his own vehicles. <laughs> of course. Um. So they're blowing up all these tumblers and they're trying to save it and they, they they wind up stopping Miranda Tate and she gets into an accident with her tumbler and the truck stops and they've only got minutes left and they got to try and get the thing off to the reactor and he's yelling at Catwood about, give me a cable, we got to get this thing out of here, we only got minutes left. And they run over and Miranda Tate, before she dies, reveals, oh, by the way, 
uh, I learned how to flood the chamber for the reactor, and um, we did that. <laughs> Miraculously. No one is there. No one is near it. No one has technology on them that can make it happen. It just happens. It just happens. So apparently, I guess they set it up that when Fox was going to reboot the reactor, it would flood the chamber. Sure. So there we go. Uh, it starts flooding. Fox climbs out of a ladder. He's safe, but the thing's done. And now they've got like two minutes left and it's going to blow up and, and no one can do anything. Meanwhile, back on the bridge, Blake is trying to get the co- the kids off of the bridge and state police won't let him do it. Tells him, if you walk one step near me, I will shoot you. If you walk two steps near me, I will blow this bridge. You're telling me that you plan on shooting him once, but not <laughs> enough to stop him from walking? Uh, uh, uh. And so he sends all the kids back and he tells them, you know what? I'm a cop. You're a cop. I get everything is going on. But guess what? We only have a few minutes before this city blows and we're going to get people out of here. He starts walking towards them. What he doesn't realize is the entire bridge is blocked by a sandbag blockade with like guns on top of it. Even if they said, great, we're going to clear this out and get you guys out of here so you can all get across this bridge. It's not going to happen in two minutes. It would take some time. Yes. To clear the blocking. Yes. So he starts walking towards them, and they fire at his feet, and he doesn't stop, and he's like, you guys have to help us, we're all going to die. So guess what? The state troopers blow the bridge. I love that. They're not even fucking military. It's the state police. (laughs) So stupid, man. This whole part isn't even necessary. Why? I love that after he does that, you then have Blake, who just happened to be far enough away that this explosion didn't hurt him, but close enough that it, it was dangerous. Then starts yelling at him, you son of a bitch, you killed us all, you killed all of us, you piece of shit. I, I love that Nolan and these writers just threw in 72 hope moments to just pull the rug out yeah, from underneath you within again. this last third act. Yeah. So then he comes back to the bus for the priest who runs like the, the boys home is praying with all the boys. He's like, all right, get him on the bus. We're going to head out. We're going to we're going to back up. We're going to go somewhere else. The priest is like, there is nowhere else. He goes, you really want these boys to die without a shred of hope? Like, they were just sitting here praying to God, man. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? Don't fucking dress down the, the priest. He's dealt with these boys more than you have, you fucking asshole. <laughs> but anyway, so they, they don't have a lot of time left, and they need to figure out what they're going to do with this bomb. And Batman decides the only thing that he can do is I'm going to fly it out over the bay and let it blow up and kill me and save everybody else. And Catwoman's like, that's dumb. And he goes, well, shut up. I'm going to do it. And they kiss. Uh, and then he gives her the blank slate. Uh, and so she gets what she wants, and as he's getting ready to leave, Gordon's like, but don't you want people to know who you were? And he's like, no, a hero could be anybody, even a cop who puts a coat on a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world didn't end. And he <laughs> flies away. He goes, he has a flashback to that moment from Batman Begins when he put his coat around young Bruce Wayne's shoulders when his parents died. He goes, it was Bruce Wayne? And that's the moment I realized that he has photographic memory of an event that happened like 45 years ago. (laughs) Good for you. Oh, he figured it out finally. So it's like, God damn, man, he should be police commissioner. This guy remembered a different boy that he put his coat on. Yeah. How many boys did he put his coat on? The other thing that I thought of was just like at that moment, it would be like, did I put my coat around Bruce Wayne's shoulders? I can't remember. Did I? Did I give him like a hot cocoa? Did I give him a lollipop? Did I even see Bruce Wayne uh, that night? Ah, uh. oh, c- fuck! It could have been anybody. Uh, uh. I hit on a lot of boys. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> so he picks up the bomb with the bat and he goes flying off. And he decides that the best way to do this is to fly from one side of the city across the city. To the other. Yes. Why are you doing? And this? then over the bridge, so everybody can see him when he flies it out to the bay. A lot of problem pilot. is this is this is an island that we have proved is like Manhattan is surrounded by two rivers. So he could have just flown it out to the other river and flown down the river out to the bay. Yeah, maybe not everybody would have seen him do it, but also he wouldn't have brought a nuclear bomb over top of a large portion of the city and had to willingly destroy a building in his way to get there faster. Yeah, he blows up the construction site. Like he blows up a building and all the kids are like, oh, God, this is it. And then he's like, no, wait, it's how much time is left on the clock here? Like a minute and 30. I also love how like the bomb is decayed and it's super sensitive and volatile, yet it's bouncing around, whipping it around in the truck, blowing things up around. Yes, they're blowing things. They're shooting at it. He's flying it through and it doesn't go off at any of these moments. All right. Big finale. He flies out over the bay. It blows up. Batman saved everyone, but now he's dead. And apparently there was no radiation fallout from yeah, he this made bomb. it six miles in that amount of time he apparently. made it over six miles yeah. it all and be there's dead. nothing within six miles south of Gotham. they would all be dead so great batman's dead he has died in the explosion of this wonderful bomb this beautiful bomb great bomb wonderful bomb <laughs> um, you, would, you would have to go be going almost 350 Miles per hour. Yeah, to get that you tell me far he can't. You tell me he fucking can't because I don't know. In a minute and thirty. Yeah, seconds. carrying a weight. But yeah. we then immediately go to John Blake throwing away his detective badge into the river because oh fuck being a cop. Because <laughs> I guess running into a cop who followed his orders when he was told don't let anyone cross this bridge or there'll be a nuke that goes off. That's the last straw. Meant that being a cop is bad. <laughs> As Commissioner Gordon is giving a speech from A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens at the funeral of Bruce Wayne. And so he's there and Blake's there and Alfred's crying because he thinks apparently he could have stopped this from happening, even though he said the only thing he could have done to prove that Bat uh, Bruce Wayne shouldn't be Batman is uh, by leaving. And he left and Bruce Wayne was still Batman. And he still died. So he made it uh, happen. He, it's all Alfred's fault. We all know He's that. He's crying throughout this whole movie. They uh, unveil a Batman statue at City Hall or maybe the police station. I don't know. It was a building in the city. The statue's somewhere. pretty cool. I would, so they it, should, looks, it looks cool. It's fine. Up. Bruce leaves a bunch of stuff to people in his will. Uh, the house becomes an orphanage. All of his money is left to Alfred, which is weird because it's like, uh, didn't, you, didn't you just set up an orphanage shouldn't you maybe fund that Give the money to the orphans D- didn't we didn't we establish early on that the reason the orphanage wasn't getting funded by wayne enterprises was because wayne enterprises doesn't make profit did, um, he, get his, did he get his uh wall street money back i'm assuming that's all the money that he's giving to alfred okay but so alfred's now rich as fuck and has no one to take care of uh, that house is now an orphanage filled with young precocious boys who are known for getting into trouble it's also full of you know Secret passages that go to the Batcave. Yeah, they're not going to find those. Um, also, we find out that John Blake's legal name is Robin, oh. and he has been bequeathed the Batcave, and he will now be the new Batman. When did he have time to do all this bullshit for Rob, for Blake? Uh, I don't know. Probably within the 12 hours that he also <laughs> set up a giant fire, <laughs> yeah. uh, got the Bat Pod, got the Bat, met up with Lucius Fox, fought Bane, all that. 
It's a ticking bomb, but I got you know a couple what? of things the, to do. The truth is, 22 days passed since he got out of that hole. He could have gotten into Gotham yeah. like four hours later and spent 22 days just writing just, wills. Just sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wait. That's what I like to believe. <laughs> <laughs> he did paperwork for half, like most of a month. He's like, listen, I got to plan this. Yeah, they're all they're all finding out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. And Alfred, he goes off to France and he lives out a fantasy that he had about going to a, a cafe outdoors in France. And guess who he sees there? Oh, my God. Bruce Wayne lived and he's there with Catwoman and they're getting coffee, I guess. But also, uh, oh, also Lucius Fox found out that the autopilot in the bat got fixed. That was a plot point from a while ago yeah. that I didn't talk about. No autopilot. Now, it's, now it's pertinent. <laughs> and so. So I guess things. that means he lived, or maybe he didn't. It might have been a, a vision, because I'm pretty sure if he didn't drop out of the bat six miles away from where it exploded, yeah, he's dead. Oh, he'd, he'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think it does end on the note that he gets to live his life not being well, the, Batman well, the la- And then the last shot is Blake in the fucking cave right. with the thing yes. rising. This, uh, this jump, this upstart fucking police detective who only made detective because everybody else was trapped in the sewer uh, apparently has had enough training right. and is smart enough and agile and strong enough to now be the new Batman. Also, Batman's dead, so he can't be Batman. Oh, and by the way, by the way, his middle name, as if you didn't already mention it, it's Robin. It's Robin. Yes, his, they, they state that his legal name, legal name is, Robin. is Robin. Yeah. You crap. Oh. Okay. Kill <laughs> credits. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. So let, yeah. let me just say real quick. Okay. Wow. Twenty. How old was I? Twenty three, twenty four, maybe. When does this come out? Two thousand twelve. Twenty twelve. So I was twenty four. So, yeah, I was gonna say I'd be twenty three. You would have been twenty four. Walked out of that movie theater and I went. That was awesome. Yeah, I did Fuck the same yeah, initial. They fucking ended it right. I, I was like, the- Robin's in it. Yeah. They're going to have Robin come back and be, be the next Batman. They ended it perfectly. This is the best movie I've ever seen. Then, upon reflection, and I mean, not our, I didn't need Matt Delhauer to, to redo the whole plot. To but spend it, two and a half hours telling <laughs> you about this two and a half hour movie. But it, it, do, it does help point out, holy shit, the writing on this thing was insanely bad. I cannot believe that this was the movie that they put out. I didn't like it from the jump. Really? I was like, oh, they're making Bane not have steroids. And they're, um, this whole plot with Talia al Ghul is like fucking so overcomplicated and stupid. And I'm like, why is this like the twist at the end? Like they shouldn't have her be the twist at the, the twist at the end is that she's Talia al Ghul. It shouldn't be that she's bad. We should, everybody should know that she's bad and trying to fuck over Wayne. That makes her a better character. Right. And you could work with her. You don't need the Catwoman in this movie, really. Um, she really doesn't serve any real purpose. Like, you know, Bruce doesn't even fuck her. So, um, <laughs> good point. They kiss. So, <laughs> they do have so, one kiss. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. It's just like, it's a, they have way too many characters in this movie, way too, way too complicated of a story. This thing could be a lot, they could have streamlined this thing. And let the characters breathe a little bit. Yeah. And uh, not try to, like, force, like, they try to force all of these different aspects of, like, you know, like that, it was from that other Batman story where they were all locked in into the island. Um, uh, no, no Man's Man. Land. Yeah. yeah, they did and, that. They tried to do a bunch of other and things. The and then Nightfall. So, okay, Delhauer, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened to this movie? I have so many problems. So the funny thing is this. A lot of this movie, it comes down specifically just to the writing and the script. Um, beyond that, I mean, it's fucking directed beautifully. 
there's a lot of really good acting in it, except for things like when Miranda Tate dies and she just shuts her eyes. Oh my god, eyes. worst death ever. Um, but it's it's they've got great actors in it. They've got a good director in it. Like this movie, it still works. It's not perfect. It, it, coming off the back of the Dark Knight, which I consider to be a damn near perfect movie. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, you can pick that shit apart as much as you want as well. I've done it myself. Yeah. But it is one where I, I sit there and I go, I am willing to accept the level of disbelief I have to put in for the fact that this movie works. Well, so was the problem? He did base this, Nolan, off of A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens, which was about the French Revolution. And it turns into like the Occupy movement and then just well, gets... it's it's that's part of it. Yeah. So he wanted to base this off of A Tale of Two Cities. We go all the way back after Dark Knight comes out. They're all WB's already ready and raring to go. We want another one. We need a third one. You fucking you blew it out of the water. I know I, when Dark Knight came out, I saw that fucking movie twice in 24 sure. hours. Right. It was great. Um. So, yeah, it's first one they made to a billion dollars. WB feels fucking untouchable. Nolan is their God. We want him here. Down the road. You know, even Heath Ledger was ready to come back for another one. Nolan loved him. They got together. They got along so well he making doesn't Dark kill Knight. The Joker. That's the first question is how different is this movie if Heath Ledger doesn't die? Yeah. So that's the thing. They never, never have revealed what they would have done if Heath Ledger actually came back. Mm-hmm. The only mention there has ever been of the Joker in anything related to the Dark Knight Rises is in the novelization of the film. Oh, there is a section in which one of the characters comments that the only person they still have housed at the old Arkham Asylum oh. is the Joker. Well, you got to imagine. Because they refuse to put him in prison with anybody else. Okay, it makes sense. And it's why at the release of Blackgate, the Joker is not released. Hmm. And Bane, I guess, doesn't go to Arkham to release the Joker, knowing that it would be more trouble than it's worth. Well, you got to imagine his initial plan was to have a Heath Ledger third movie. Oh, yes. Exploring now, the Joker. They, they never reveal in, in what capacity or how much, but Heath wanted to come back. Nolan fucking loved him, and he would have done everything he could to have him involved. Now, Chris also has said that he has been adamant that each movie would be its own story with its own villain, ah. and they would not <laughs> bleed into each other as much. But well, I feel like he only said that once it was like, oh, well, Keith died. We can't bring him back. Yeah. Well, on, on so when they were debating this third movie, I remember everyone was debating who the villain would be. Yeah. And I wrote something when I blogged back in the day. Oh shit! Badly. Yeah. Um, that I wanted it to be Bane. Oh really? So when I heard it was Bane, I was like, "This is the the best choice. This is the this is the he was royally screwed in the in the what is it? Batman Forever? In Batman Robin? Yeah, Batman, Batman Robin. Robin. He's actually a really interesting character if yeah. you get to know the guy. He is basically. Everything Batman is, except just better, with with steroids, mm-hmm. and he looks fucking awesome. This is like this is the a, I would love to see what Nolan's going to do with a realistic take on Bane. And totally different so, than the Joker. What is a nice you know right. change? Oh, right, yeah. Joke, Joker's a psychological foil. Yeah, Batman guy, or Bane is actually physical, just as smart strategically as Batman, but all physical foil. Yeah. Bane so, hilarious on the Harley Quinn cartoon show. Just throwing it out there. He's shut up. What, so good. what they wanted to do. <laughs> well, Bane's supposed to be like a Latino dude, first of all. Yeah. And uh, he's supposed to have steroids that to make him physically imposing. He's supposed to be larger than Batman. So uh, when you cast Tom Hardy, who's like five eight, <laughs> and um, you have to shoot 
camera tricks to make him look big. I mean, he's ripped. They literally like, gave him lifted boots so he could be taller than Chris Bale, who is six foot right. tall. And then you take away the whole steroid thing, and you just, in fact, you give him a weakness. Like, yeah. he can't breathe. Like, all right, well, I'm like, what are you doing to this character here? And and not only that, but, like, he doesn't need to have this mask that's, like, obscuring what he's saying. Well, let's get so to... all of that stuff worked against the, the character. You know, and they yeah. build him up so much, and he just ends up being Talia's fucking henchman at the end. It ruins yeah. his whole backstory. He did not have to be... He should be Talia's henchman. Yeah. But... They didn't have to put that he was the savior of her yeah. and everything yeah. like that. That's yeah. ham fisted. So why the vo- why was the voice choice? Well, it does, it, I right, think so Delhauer has a lot on. We, being, we've so. got a few things we got to go through. So when David S. Goyer originally sold the script for Batman Begins, he plotted out what he would do for the next two movies in a trilogy. A good portion of that was used by uh, Chris Nolan when they did Dark Knight because they said they would do a second movie that would bring in the Joker. The Joker would be basically, you know, a terrorist running through Gotham that would put everyone into a terrible amount of feel fear. And eventually they would capture him. But he would be uh, they said that what they would then do is in the third movie, they would have started it off with the Joker being on trial for his crimes and he would then, in his court appearance, be the one who winds up scarring Harvey Dent's uh, face and turning him into Two-Face. Uh-huh. At which point, Two-Face would have been the villain for the third movie. Mm, yeah, right. They okay. decided to compact all of that, put it into Dark Knight, and they didn't really use any of the, the stuff for the third movie. Uh, Chris Nolan had said that, yes, he did, in fact, wanted to have wanted to have three different villains who incorporated three aspects of Batman as what they would go up against. He wanted Ra's al Ghul because he and Batman were uh, fi- philosophically similar. Yeah, right. He wanted to use the Joker because then it was a psychological foil. And then he decided finally that he would settle on Bane as being his ultimate physical foil. Yeah, right. Uh, they decided that, yes, they wanted to go along the same lines as what they had done with, or as Bane in the comic, they didn't want it to be the big professional wrestler from Batman and Robin walks around yelling, Bane! <laughs> they wanted him to be smart, militaristic, calculated, but also able to handle anyone in a fist-to-fist fight. Well, because if you remember from, if you guys have read the Breaking of the Bat, he he's very strategic in that storyline. He lets out all the villains so that Batman has to chase down and get all these villains back into Arkham. And by the time he meets Batman... He knows his identity, and Batman is so goddamn tired that he can't put yeah. up a fight. Exactly. Uh, Chris Nolan decided that he initially never wanted to do a third movie after Heath Ledger died unless he felt that he could make a story that he was willing to follow through on. Once he decided, yes, he would go ahead and he would do a third one, it was after WB came to him and after he had made Inception, and they said they wanted him to include Leonardo DiCaprio as the Riddler oh, as shit. the third uh, villain in the series. <laughs> mm. uh, Nolan said, absolutely not. He <laughs> felt that the Riddler was too much, uh, Was uh, in, the Riddler in most of his iterations was too much like the Joker and was already one that he had, uh, Batman has already fought his intellectual battle. So he went with Bane. Sure. It's a good call. Uh, not only did he base it off of a tale of two cities based on the French Revolution and the, the uh, major class divide in Gotham City, but he used comics such as Nightfall, the Bane comic that first introduced him in 93, 
aspects of the Dark Knight Returns by using older, weaker Batman. Right. As well as No Man's Land, the story from 1999 in which after an earthquake, Gotham is broken away from the rest of the world and falls into anarchy. The original draft of the script written by Jonathan Nolan was 400 pages Jesus long. Christ. Oh, shit. That's like a five-hour movie right there. Yes. Uh, now, I've, I'm going to quickly do the math while I'm talking, so that way it doesn't sound like I'm doing the math while I bring it up. But usually when you make a script, it is considered that every page of your script is going to be one minute of your film. And if you do that math, that means this would be almost a seven hour 400 minutes movie. yeah because you got like a, a 120 pages would be like average two hours obviously yeah warner brothers is not going to let them make a seven hour long batman movie that is a mini series so they have to pare this down now you we have all made comments throughout my two hour long uh recap of this film that they were trying to put way too many things into this film at once. Yes. And you feel the gaps where the parts of this 400-page script were just thrown away. You know, the movie's so long, but it needed more time to flesh out the stuff they were well, trying to throw in there. I don't know. They just did. They just tried to uh, intertwine too many yeah, things. Yeah, you get rid of half yeah. of that shit. I, 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 would, like, I would go the weather way and run and say they needed to take stuff out. They take stuff out, I, yeah. I, yeah, the, yeah, they the needed issue to is, get rid of a lot of the plot points. For a movie, yes, storylines, characters, whole arcs needed to be gotten rid of. But if they really wanted to tell this epic tale of two cities Batman story about the disparage, the disparage you know, life of those who are not the billionaires of Gotham, the class divide and the destruction of the city through its own avarice. Sure. But that's going to be the season of a TV show. Yeah. Not a fucking two hour movie. Right. Yeah. The, the fact that his his arc as Batman is I'm not Batman. Yeah. Now I'm Batman. Now, I'm not Batman. now they broke my back. I need to learn how to be Batman and be a whole person again. again. Now I'm Batman and I'm back fighting and I win that is a fucking 10 to 12 hour journey you should be taking with this character, not two and a half. He's barely in the fucking movie, too. He's in here for like eight minutes. So, uh, 20 minutes. What's the deal with the, with the voice? So the deal with the voice, I have to see if I can find it, because I know that <laughs> did, they Did do... anyone like that voice? No. Why <laughs> did he use that voice? I, I remember reading, too, that they, originally the vo- his voice was so muffled yes. in the original test screenings that they had to pipe up his voice so now he sounds louder than he should yeah that in the one of the main problems is right in the beginning when you hear bane the first time it takes you out of the movie it doesn't sound like it's coming from within the mix it sounds like it's coming from above you or is this the narrator it sounds like it's a voiceover on the movie i mean so yeah when interviewed at the premiere of the movie tom hardy was asked what his inspiration for the voice of bane was. yes he says, it's based on a guy named Bartley Gorman, the king of the gypsies, an Irish bare-knuckle boxer, wow. and a traveler. That is super obscure, Tom Hardy. Uh, Who would know this guy? This is the thing. This is one of those things that fucking Tom Hardy would know. Yes, yeah, only Tom Hardy. 
And it's one of those things where I guarantee you he was meeting with Nolan and he was like, yeah, well, you know, he's a mercenary. You know, he's he's a, a real bruiser and he travels and like there's no place he calls. Oh, so a bare knuckle boxing gypsy like Bartley Gorman. Sure. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think what he was trying to go for is that he's trying it. Bane is this physically imposing character or as physically as imposing as Tom Hardy and lifts can be. But he has this sophisticated, I guess, voice. So it's but like it becomes a dichotomy. Cartoony. And the problem is, though, is that I, I also think, number one, they hired a fucking white guy to play a character that's supposed to be Latino. Yeah. So off the bat, I would not have wanted Tom Hardy. Do, you know, I can't even. I was about to do a fucking Brooklyn accent. <laughs> doing a fucking Latino accent. I can't do it. Yeah. And I don't want to do it yeah. because I feel shitty trying. It makes me look like an asshole and I'm bad at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like i if i sat here listening to tom hardy doing like a fucking bad fake mexican accent or something oh god oh my god i would have hated this movie yeah right so yeah uh, uh, irish bare knuckle boxing gypsy whatever uh, yeah fine great i mean he could have just done you know spain spanish but fuck me what do i know <laughs> Could have had a lisp been from Andalusia. <laughs> he should have had an Indian accent since that pit was in India. And uh, I don't know what language they were speaking in the pit. That was not anything they speak in India. I mean, the, the voice, it, it, it really does take you, it out, takes of the you movie. out It takes so, you out of it. Yes. So in the end, my feeling is this. They had a story that they wanted to do because once Chris Nolan decided he wanted to make a movie, he wanted to make a big fucking movie that was going to have a major you know, pertinent message about class divides and uh, revolution against the haves from the haves, not the have nots. But he also still needed to make it a Batman movie that had punching. And he decided if I'm going to use this character, I'm also going to utilize these stories that I feel like fit into what I'm doing. He had very lofty goals. He had a lot of stories he wanted to tell. And in the end, he had to cut it down to two and a half hours and almost none of it stuck. The, the final product is so just kind of sloppy it's and one no of these subtlety. Things where you, and I say this at every time that we do these things. It's like, just do what the comics do. It's easier. But I mean, well, he, it, he's doing what we blame Snyder for and shoving all these things together and just pulling out the parts and not having the, making a cohesive. The other trouble is, is that when you decide you're going to use three different major comic book stories, yeah, that, like yeah. the Dark Knight Rises or not the Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns, which in and of itself is a graphic yeah, novel. Just do that. You're going to go with uh, No Man's Land, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is like 300 fucking pages long. long. And so is Nightfall. Nightfall, and then Nightfall is a phone book. Which is four volumes yeah. Yeah, at 100 plus pages. And then you got to put Tale of Two Cities and French Revolution bullshit in there. And like, there's too many things. They're also tying into what happened from the last the movie. The last two movies. And I think, right. I think the problem was Nolan knew this was his last one. So See, he decided... I'm going to take every fucking thing I might ever do with Batman and I'm going to put it in this one. So you cannot tell me you want a fourth. Yeah. Yeah. This Tale of Tooth Cities things, I didn't know about this yeah. until you brought it up. Yeah. And I'm like, they didn't do that well either because beginning of the movie, they start out with all oh, crime is down because right. all these people are in jail. Yeah. So why? So like. The, the only thing from Tale of Two Cities that, that I feel like they even are able to do, and it's because they literally quote the book, yeah. is the whole, it's a far, far better thing I do now than I have ever done before, and it is a far better rest I go to 
now that I am done. Well, his costume was made to, his jacket was kind of like a French revolutionary type fucking jacket that they designed. But it, well, apparently, apparently the costume designer took two yeah, years I read that. Yeah. to create the Tom, the fucking Bane coat. Yes. Well, I don't know because why. They, it's a fucking, because apparently whatever fucking material she wanted to use for it was like impossible to find. It's a bomber jacket. And it, so the plant, so if the Dent Act has removed all crime from the city, why does the League of Shadows still want to burn Gotham down? They're not corrupt anymore. There's no crime. It's all good. Well, and what I love is they don't even they don't even discover the major corruption of the police force until Bane finds the speech from fucking Gordon. So they're coming in because essentially the plan was we're going to burn Gotham down just to get back at Batman. That makes no yeah. sense. Makes no sense. Also, he does- I, this is the type of movie that shows you how important writing really is because you have yeah. a great director. Yeah. And he puts out a dud. Yeah. You have David Goyer writing this, who's done decent well, now, stuff in the past. Now, but then, here's the thing. Go ahead. Goyer left at pre-production yeah. because he was writing Man of Steel. Yeah. Right. So Goyer leaves and does um, three really shitty movies. Well, Man <laughs> of Steel is okay, but Man of Steel, yeah. Batman versus Superman, and then Terminator Dark Fate. Yo, so boy. This guy, not on a roll after this one. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, I mean there's but even yeah even the great directors they get done. Would you consider this Nolan's worst movie? I kind of feel like it is. <sighs> Probably, um, I would say hmm. yeah. I, I'm personally yeah. not a big fan of Interstellar. I see. I like Interstellar. I I don't hate is, it. I think it's I think it's all right, but too I think long. um it, yes, number one, it is too long. Number two. Interstellar feels more up its own ass than Inception, oh, yeah. and that's saying something. Yeah. And I love Inception. It doesn't make sense, but it, I think that's that's one of the things you have to look at. Look at Inception before you look at Dark Knight, the movie yes. that came out just before. It. Yes, this was a movie yes. that is so convoluted. Yeah, but it, he makes uh, it work. If you pick it apart in any sense, you're like, well, how does that make sense? Yeah. And the reason that you're not supposed to do that is because literally the whole point is just he's like, well, I just want to entertain people. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's interesting. Then never well, mind. Also, I'm going to stop fucking thinking. I'm going to sit here and watch people move in slow motion. Yeah. And you know what? It's a dream. I will be entertained. All dream. Also, you got to throw in Inception had some amazing action scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Really revolutionary. And then I watched Dark Knight Rises. The action is and, just I, and I have to say, this is some of the worst action I've ever seen Not in a good. comic book film. Yeah. I, I well, one of this I, level. Yeah. 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 And I yeah, never want to do this. Correct. I never want to do this because I know that when you're making a movie, not everything is going to be perfect. You can't make everything flow. But. Watching the background of the big fucking brawl scene in front oh, of the so city bad. hall. If you're not watching anything, if you're watching anything but Batman and Bane, yeah, it looks ridiculous. It's awful. Yes, it's, awful. it's just two guys in the background holding each other by like yeah. the coat lapels, just going. You can, and also the the scene. I mean, the fight between Batman and Bane in the street is super a big letdown. There is so when they're on the roof. And Catwoman's there, and Batman's there. You could go find this clip on YouTube. There's a shot where there's a the guy, guy who just back. falls over. Yes, he just falls over. Nobody well, touches him. There's nobody around. Him. I know. I know about that shot, but I'll point out something. If you rewatch that scene where Batman and Bane are fighting yeah. on the stairs, yeah, it's so bad. Batman or Bane, I don't know which leg kicks him with like let's say his left leg. Yeah. The scene cuts. Batman stumbles backwards. It is Bane's right leg now that he has put down as if he just kicked him oh with his right God, leg. Oh my God, wow, really? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's edited that poorly that you can notice. It's so sloppy. He kicked him with the wrong leg. And here's the thing. I, I, it's, it's one of those things where like, I have edited videos before yeah. where I, you're in the middle of editing a thing together and the first thing you realize is, fuck, 
we don't have coverage yeah, wrong side. of this thing from, <laughs> from this, this angle right. and this thing from another angle. Yeah. And I can't make this flow. And all you could do is go, all right, I'm going to make it just enough that hopefully, no maybe, notices. no one notices. Yeah, but yeah. you'll notice. And at some point, if it's on this level, some point, someone's going to fucking notice. The other yeah. plot hole I noticed was he goes, no guns, no killing, but he's fine with killing Talia in the fucking truck. Uh, I don't know if he meant to do that. And also, Jim Gordon didn't well, die I mean, in that th- flip. This, this Batman has always been on the well, border. He- he kills. He he basically kind of kills Ra's al Ghul in the first he one. He does kill. He, lets him die. He makes a comment in this one. Yeah, you know what it is. It's when he has when he has Bane down on the ground and his mask is fucked up and he's asking where the the detonator is and everything. He makes a comment about how it's only after he gets the detonator that Bane will have my permission to die. Oh, and you're like, all right, so you've decided you at kill. this point you are 100 percent okay yeah. with murdering you, this I, man. I thought you said there were no guns, no killing. What happened? You have you you know with with Ra's al Ghul, it was oh well, I don't have to save you. All right, but yeah, by not saving him, you understand that he is going to die. Yeah. So you it's have very, actively decided you will kill him. Very blurry. You gray area. saved yeah. the Joker. Yeah. Because I don't know, you guys have a thing going on. That's whatever. <laughs> you know, people are into clowns, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but Bane, no, 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 no. no. How about I'm also going to let you die because you hurt my back and then you had a bomb. Yeah, they, that was just a big point in the second film that they just decided, you know what? That was from the second film. This is its own thing. Let's <laughs> just forget about want. that. Well, the other comment that I made to my roommate while I was watching this was there's a point where they're at the gala all the way in the beginning. And one of the cops makes a comment about uh, Gordon being a, a war hero as a police officer. And oh, this God. is peacetime. I was like. Wait, why is he a war hero? Because of the whole thing with the Joker? He went, well, yeah. I went, yeah, but that was like two weeks, eight years ago. <laughs> yes. What? It's been peacetime for years. And so, the, well, the other thing that I'm surprised Nolan uses this conventional ticking bomb fucking plot thing. Like, it just seems a little bit lazy and conventional oh, well, for but a you know, You know if it's Nolan. The, the ticking clock also has to be a convoluted, yes. the core of a, a nuclear reactor that can power the city that, when tempered with, is now a four megaton no, nuclear it's bomb. A bomb. And so, throughout all three movies, how long is Bruce actually Batman? It's like about so, a year, a year and the a half. Way, the way that I broke it down, I think I said it earlier, is I think it's yeah. he's like 30, I would say, in Batman Begins at the at the oldest two years later it's dark knight eight years later it's dark knight rises so it's 10 years in total yeah but eight of those years he didn't do shit so he's only been batman, been batman for, for like, like three year, four years maybe a few years and, a and i just i thought it was weird that he was still hobbled eight years later from what and, happened in dark knight and he gets a statue and he gets a statue for like a couple of years of service so here's here's the lesson that i learned from this movie um that i feel like we can all take a real uh moment to reflect on this movie, uh, children, <laughs> decides to let us know that any resource that can be helpful to humanity in the wrong hands could be a weapon that could destroy us all. And apparently the wrong hands are anyone except for a billionaire, his butler, the woman he banged once, <laughs> the guy who works for him, yeah. the commissioner of police, and an orphan that found out that he's Batman by meeting him. Yep. That's it. Everyone else is going to be a terrorist. No one else you can trust. He also fixed the fucking uh, bat signal. When did he do that? It was all fixed at the end. 
um, you know, within those four hours when he got back into the I mean, city. it's the, like... And then even then, he didn't even bother using that. Well, he just lit the bridge on fire. Yeah, you could have just turned the signal on and it would have been fine. Yes, uh, I, I do. I did, I'm more and more subscribing to the theory that the 22 days between when he got out of the prison just, and when he revealed himself to people was just him skulking around <laughs> it's like, I'm uh, not let Gotham, him know. setting up everything that I'm would show up yet. once he was dead. I, I'm just curious, like Nolan read the script and and at what point did he just go? He wrote it. What are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, he wrote it though. He, I know. I, I just, that, I mean, that's, it just shows yeah. that everyone has an off day. We got to shoot this I now. Think, what are we I think do? the thing that I will give him is I honestly think that what he did was he was like, look, they, they, I made dark Knight. I made it fucking amazing. They let me make inception cause I wanted to. And now if I make this, they'll let me make In, my next great movie. Interstellar. It's just interstellar. Oh, I'm looking forward to interstellar. Interstellar is going to be great. I'm going to, you know who I'm going to get? I'm going to get fucking Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. I want to work with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, is that a wrap there, Chris? Yeah, fucking whatever. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> well, I mean, for the WB, although this movie's now talked about in, in the sense we're talking about yeah. it, as we mentioned, it made them a ton of money. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that is... That is hype money, my friend. Well, and they have the built-in excuse. They could be, they you know, tragedy, but they could be like, we would have made more money if that guy didn't shoot up the theater. Yeah, that, that so hurt no. the box office, but they that still did. made... Everyone yeah, was scared yeah, to go to I the movies that. for a bit. It still made a billion dollars. Um, overseas people weren't as scared as here opening weekend. Yes, it only made like well, $70 yeah, million. yeah, no other country has guns. No, they don't. They use <laughs> sticks and strong, strongly worded emails. Uh, so, you know, Nolan is trying to bring back theaters with Tenant. Well, you've probably seen it's been oh, indefinitely delayed. Well, I guarantee you that movie, you're going to go and be scratching your head the whole time going, what the like, fuck what is going the on? Oh, God. Fuck? Even just looking at the trailers. Time I'm like, reversal. Uh, oh, boy. But Okay. Yeah, it's not. So somebody got back on the, hey, guys, if you don't know what's happening, it means it's because you're not smart enough. <laughs> just like all his other movies. You can't figure this movie out. That means it's good. I mean, he pulled like an Inception ending kind of with Dark Knight Rises, but it was less subtle. Like, I wish they didn't. They showed Alfred's face seeing someone and you could have cut right there and stopped. And then they cut back and the top is still spinning. Oh, yeah, Ron, that's, top is that's what you wish for would have made this movie much better. Is you wish that ending just, was it just made it much the way better. you just advised the way you just described. A little bit. I love I love that. Imran's like, you know, what would have made this happy ending better earlier if we revealed that it wasn't a happy ending. <laughs> and in fact, Alfred was suffering from post-traumatic stress was, disorder. He had, he's delusional. Why are you going to tie everything up? He just keeps seeing everybody is Bruce. Yeah, it would be like the John Malkovich scene. <laughs> so, Everyone is suddenly Christian. Suddenly the waiter comes over and it's Bruce. <laughs> Everyone is Christian. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Bruce. Yeah. Everyone is just yelling. No! Everywhere. Uh, wow, that's quite a journey, Delhauer. I thank you for your sanity and your patience. This is 100% the longest fucking episode we've ever done. Out. Well, this. you know what? This, uh, what the fuck? I mean, as you mentioned, there's a million it's things a, yeah. going on in every scene. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I did my best. I 100% skimmed through a bunch of stuff. As you heard when I had to go back and suddenly <laughs> bring back fucking exposition that came up an hour earlier in the movie. But, like, this... This was a movie where I think if a scene lasted, I think the only scenes that lasted longer than maybe two minutes were the big fight in the middle when they were in the sewer yeah, and the big fight at the end when they were at the fucking city hall. Everything else is like, get in, people say their lines mm. to move forward to the next exactly. scene, and boom, it's just, we're there. Yeah, it's just the things just happen. It's barreling along without any time to breathe. And, uh, wow, 
That's what happens. But well done. Commend you. Uh, Want to plug your shit there, Delhauer? What do you got? God, I don't really have much of anything, no. man. I used to have a podcast <laughs> once, did. but even when I said I was going to start working on it again, I don't because I'm lazy and I fucking hate work. <laughs> I feel you. So I'm uh, glad you do work for this. Uh, though. The, thing, the thing that I thought about actually was I was like, you know what? Maybe I am going to start doing it weekly. And instead of scripting things, I'm just going to fucking talk about like the shit that makes me mad or whatever's going on. You know, be a white guy with a podcast. Does go. <laughs> oh, that's what. Oh, that's what we should do. Yeah. Does so, go I don't know. Off. I don't know what the fuck I'll do. Be- I may. I may even bring people on so you're not only listening to me. But you know what? I don't have friends. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man! You're amateur. Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. I've had a podcast for three years. You know how many episodes I have? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> there are eight solid episodes i'll put a link in the show notes i don't know you want there, to tell them there's where it is? six solid episodes right, well, you don't want to tell them it's fine <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at m delhauer vo figure out how to spell delhauer from the title of this episode <laughs> um you can also find me on instagram at the same thing at the moment funny enough i am actually competing in a voiceover competition Ooh, on twitter cool called now voice this nice um, no one can vote in it. Oh. It's all, it's, it's, you know, I send stuff in and if they like it, they tell me I move on to the next round. And if I don't move on to the next round, whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm fucking, we just called me amateur. We, wow. we know what I am. Good for you. I wish you good luck. That's really sarcastic sounding. <laughs> Angry Christian Bale. <laughs> uh, but uh, here's the thing, Imran. Yeah. We are two months away. From the five-year anniversary of what the fuck happened. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's going to have to be... Do you have an idea of what you want to do? I don't have shit. Uh, okay, I barely good. had an idea before this well, one. Well, listener, uh, I think it's time... How about a clue? Or... No, no I, I don't have an know. idea. I think... We, I, I promise you. We, I don't. We should take <laughs> suggestions for the 15th five-year anniversary. If you have a, it's, uh, a this movie, has to be, it This has to be... Number 15? Yeah. It's five years. Five years, 15. This has got to be big. Okay. You guys, you guys got to bring the fucking thunder with this one. Now, I, we've done, we've done, uh, I think, both Howard the Duck yes. and um, Masters of the Universe yes. were listener requests. Yep. So, look. And they, they were, those were the fun ones. Again, go to John. This was, this was a slog. <laughs> go to John. Howard <laughs> the Duck is a super fun. Go. Yeah, this, this one a, was like a 12 round. I fight. got a movie that I just watched. Oh, shit. But I don't know if it's a what's the fuck happened worthy, but it is fucking the most batshit crazy movie I've ever seen. Was it The Old Guard? <laughs> no, it is a old movie that was Sean Connery called Zardoz. Oh, oh. that's where he's wearing I that do know about dude. Zardoz. Yeah, he has a ponytail oh, and he's wearing like nothing. Dude, that movie is the fucking... You haven't seen a fucked up movie until you see He looks that. like a sex dominatrix. And, uh, the funny thing is, is that for the longest time, I have constantly confused Zardoz and Solar Babies. Okay. Because no, if you is... don't know Solar Babies, it, it's like a weird fucking science fiction rollerblading movie. No, roller skating it's movie much from better the eighties. Zardoz, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Well, some people well, will know, say I'm that it's a masterpiece. Some people will say it's a masterpiece. Dude, but... there are people who will call fucking anything a masterpiece. That's a good point. That's true. Uh, look, so yeah, I, I'm going to give you one, one quote from the movie, okay. just to get your appetite wet for it. If we ever do it, get me wet. Okay. All right. Guns are good and penises are bad. There you go. You got fucking something to say to this prick? <laughs> <laughs> Guns That's are finally, good. It finally worked, Imran. Uh, nailed it, it. Finally, it finally landed. Well, look, listener, here's your mission. Visit joggernerd.com slash WTF happened. You'll see all the ones we did. And then on our Facebook group or I, on Twitter, I will let say. us know. Tweet them at me. Ah, at, okay, I good. I gave you my Twitter. Yes. Tweet at me, hashtag WTF 
five. I like it. We'll get it trending. Probably not. Get get me some ideas, and if you guys don't, that means I've spent five years for fucking nothing. We need a good build-up. It's that's not waste. I don't want you to have wasted the Losing last five years. Losing my hair for you people. Jesus. Uh, Rugs, where can they find you on the tweeters? Uh, you can find me at really rug boy. So come by and say hello. Show notes at jockinner.com slash three, three, nine links to Del Howard's Twitter. So you can send your suggestion for the 15th. What the fuck happened? Uh, thanks for listening. Look, subscribe all the stuff. Tell a friend, get someone turned on. Listen to the other. What the fuck happens? Uh, you'll have a good time. Thanks for listening to the jock and nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the we'll nerd. keep you next time. My balls are hot. That's a big fuck up right there. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. 